raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. I should have stayed home and played with myself. What do you like to do? Oh, I don't know. Play chess? Screw? Well, let's play chess. The Indianapolis Colts select Anthony Richardson. Quarterback, Florida. Richardson going to take off and run. He's in there! Touchdown! I-N-D-Y! The first career touchdown! Here's Halliburton into the front court. Mishandled it, but gets a shot. Hits it! Hits it! John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Uh, Let me tell you this. I love going out. You know that, right? I love going out, and uh, I'm in Carmel today. Actually, I should say this. We are in Carmel today. In fact, Crafters in Carmel on 146 is our location, and it opens up at 3. So as we open up, people are coming in, and we'd love to see you here because we have the samples on our Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots Thursday. Final regular season weekend of the NFL. And believe me, we have a great deal of ground to cover as well. And uh, we'll get him back on here because he is going to be officially back this week from vacation. Brent Holverson, our betting analyst, in just a second with thoughts on last week while he was gone. And a shout-out to Romy, who was in for Brent last week and did a great job as well. Shout out to, by the way, too, shout out to Romy and Sarah for the food event on Sunday night on the JMV Takeover. Thank you very much, my brother. I appreciate that. By the way, JMV Takeover has moved from Saturday to tomorrow night. Remember that. JMV Takeover tomorrow night. Here's what happens. I get a Bud Light Blue Friday tomorrow inside Bottle Works in the garage and after we give away tickets to the Texans-Colts game on Saturday and do all that, I'm going to bail, and we are going to be hanging. We're going to be together on B1057 and doing the JMV takeover tomorrow night. And I'm assuming probably somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 7 o'clock or so is when I'll be ready to rock. And, you know, since we, we subtract an hour because they don't start it at 6, we'll fire that bad boy up until about uh, 1 in the morning, something like that, and have a good time. I'll also explain to you how you can catch, because there is so much going on on Saturday, how you can catch... The ride to kickoff beginning at 4.30 inside the Bullseye Event Center. And where you go to hear the Pacers, which will be right here, and then where you're going to go to hear the Colts, which will be on 97.1 Hank FM. But it all will be easy. And here's the thing. Rest assured, you will absolutely love. Now, we'll see if the teams win to back that up and how you feel on Sunday and then when we talk on Monday. But... Saturday is going to be absolutely electric downtown. Somebody mentioned this a little bit earlier to me. You know, you got all this going on. How is it? It probably wears you out. These are the days in which you want to do this job more so than any other day. You want the activity. You want the action. That's what you get. That is going to be a hellaciously awesome time coming up on Saturday. And, of course, we want you to be a part of it. Bullseye event pass is coming up. 
a little bit later on, too. We'll give those away as I'll be broadcasting live beginning at 4.30 down there. And then the doors open coming up at 5.30 from the Bullseye Event Center. Again, that is on Saturday. Hey, a couple of things before I get to Brent I want to talk about here. Again, we'll, we'll wait on you at Crafters on 146 as the doors are opening right now for your free samples and the great food. But Pacers, a 142-130 win over the Bucks. Uh, Milwaukee, one of the elite teams, we know that, not just in the Eastern Conference, but in the NBA. And the Pacers in five games, won four. And I had mentioned the other night in Milwaukee, I thought was the most impressive win of the season for the Pacers. And I thought last night closely rivaled my impression on that win. And there are so many reasons to love it. At the top of that list, make no mistake, Tyrese Halliburton is a rising star, just like everybody says. You cannot talk about this guy enough. He has been so good. He has been so clutch. You look at numbers in terms of what he's putting up. You look at numbers, and then he has benchmarks, and you hear the names of Magic Johnson, for example. This hasn't been done since this time, since that time. He is setting an incredible, no pun intended here, pace for not just this team, but for the record books right now. And then you look at how he sets up everybody else on this team. Everybody else on this team is made better by the myriad of things that he is able to do, how he produces on the floor each and every night. Everybody benefits from it. I bring up all the time, Miles, how much better Miles is off the pick and roll or the pick and pop or the screen and slip. Remember back when, when we started talking about this, remember, um, you know, I think this is probably during the Bjorkman era. I'm not sure. But when you're coming off a high ball screen and Malcolm Brogdon had the ball, you probably knew no matter what you did to slip it, and to go down, you weren't going to get it. But you can just tell these guys are all aware of the fact that Halliburton has the ball, has control, and is going to make that decision that's going to best benefit them and this team. That, to me, is what stands out. The shot-making ability and all that is outstanding, but it's how he makes his teammates better. And you have seen this across the board. Make no mistake about it. These guys will have a bad night. These guys will have an off night. I mean, these starters in Milwaukee, I mean, really three of the five, if you go back to New Year's Day or New Year's evening, if you will, if you go back to that game in Milwaukee earlier this week, you had basically three starters that didn't play up to, you know, these standards in which that we are expecting right now. But you had the bench that picked them up. That T.J. McConnell picked him up. Benedict Matherin picked him up. Isaiah Jackson. This is, again, all a product. And it starts with Halliburton. And the three-point shot making and all that, there is no doubt that is a big deal. But the way that he makes everybody else better, that's the biggest deal for me. Here's something else. We have seen an uptick in production since what? Since Rick Carlisle went to the lineup and starts Jalen Smith, they go bigger. Now, you know, they end up going small a lot of the time. And, and again, the fact against Milwaukee, and one of the things that you can see, and it probably if we can work this out, James, maybe see if Denary's available. I want to bring him on 
or, or somebody on about this because maybe I'm wrong. And one of the reasons why I bring this up, in Milwaukee in particular, is you have seen the depth and the youth, I think, along with Halliburton, you know, along, along with the production. I think you've seen the, the depth of this team and that youth be beneficial because you get a team that is much more like Milwaukee right now. It feels like it's almost like a postseason rotation. I mean, they basically trust their starters and then really not much else after that. But if you go back a month ago, I think it was Milwaukee's first loss here. And I think Giannis went for 50 plus, something like that, as he normally did until last night. But he goes for 50 plus, and he had mentioned now he went, ran out of gas at the end. And I think you can see he and his teammates running out of gas. I think that's where that depth and that youth for the Pacers is beneficial. And I know people in Milwaukee are going to say, well, you know, Milwaukee's worried about May and June. They're not worried about January. But these guys get out there. I mean, you can tell by the reactions. They want to win that game in Milwaukee because they're not liking how they've been dealt with by the Pacers. Whether you're talking about, you know, the whole game ball situation or losing in the semifinal in that in-season tournament in Vegas last month. They want to be competitive and they want to beat the Pacers. I mean, it can be said that they're more worried about long term and what they're going to do and trying to win a title. Make no mistake about that. I'm sure they are. But they're still out there to prove something against a team that believes that they're on the come and able to beat them and able to take them to task, which, by the way, they have shown. But what you have seen with that starting rotation, and Giannis had mentioned it, I think you have seen it in Lopez. I think you have seen it more than occasionally with Middleton. And I think you have definitely seen it with Lillard. Of those four wins the Pacers have this season, man, those guys are running out of gas late in games. And if you watched last night, for example, or you watched on Monday night, you saw this Pacer team kind of take it to another gear. I'm not suggesting they're going to win the Eastern Conference or play for an NBA title, anything like that. But these are the things that you see right now that because of what we talked about, we always make note of the depth that they have and how good they are coming off the bench. And how you know, and, and then we kind of lose sight of where it really has that impact. Against Milwaukee, you have seen that definite impact. You have seen it against guys in, in Giannis and Lillard who are all NBA type of guys, and the expectation is that they're going to play for an Eastern Conference title and an NBA Finals visit, whatever. But you have seen that impact that I'm talking about, whether it is led by Halliburton or it is a product of the depth on this team or the youthfulness of this team. It, again, has had that impact on this Milwaukee team. And you saw it again last night late. They were losing legs. They were losing legs, and they were tired. That's what I saw. And, again, another great pacer win. They've won five consecutive right now. They get Atlanta coming up tomorrow. They get Boston and a home-and-home both Saturday night and then on Monday. And a lot of conversation we shall have about that, too. Here's something else that I like, and I don't know if this is going to get lost in the shuffle or not, because here, I know we end up talking a lot about, you know, guys and how good of guys they are 
And what it always comes down to is, is whether or not you win. I mean, I know that the conversations about being good guys or horseshoe guys or just good for the community guys, it can certainly get lost in the shuffle if you're not a good team. So it makes it much more easy for me to say this right now. But one of the players I really like that may not jump out to you each and every night, certainly he did last night, and really he has since he was put on the bench I love Obi Toppin as a part of this team right now. I liked it before because you could tell. You could tell that he has that connection with his team. You could tell he has that connection here locally with the fans. I think that's something. He just looks like he's having a lot of fun. And that plays a role with his teammates and certainly off the floor. But here's a guy that goes from starting and now coming off the bench. And you kind of wonder how these guys, I was talking to Tony Katz a little bit earlier, and he was asking me about guys handling that with an ego. And you're not going to find anybody better handling that situation than Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin, in fact, I think his numbers have been better. Seems like he is playing better since he now is coming off the bench in these situations, since Rick Carlisle made that decision. To me, that is a good thing. Rick Carlisle actually mentioned that last night. He mentioned last night that he is just a fantastic teammate. He is a team-first guy, and you can tell. And if you're going to have a bench that is going to be of that type of impact, as I mentioned, if you're going to have depth that plays such a significant role, you have to have those guys. I don't know if they're going to always be those guys, but right now, it seems like that everybody is extremely happy with their role. And we have seen most recently how that is affecting this team in a positive. So we can talk about that if you like at 239 1070. Uh, inside the lounge via YouTube Live, email jmv1075thefan.com, the stream, the app, HD radio, and a lot more. And of course, we got a big one coming up this weekend. On a Saturday night, it is a win and you're in the postseason. You lose and you go home. And much like I've talked about the expectations over the past couple of days, you're going to have that. Now, most anybody right now, it looks like the injury report is better for the Texans, but they're still going to be missing some folks. I saw Shane Steichen say a little bit earlier today that as of right now, nobody has been ruled out. We are going to wait on word regarding Ryan Kelly, so we await that. That is going to be a big deal. But again, the table has been set. No matter what you think about this team or, for example, what I thought about this team at the beginning of the year, where we had them slotted, we talked about rebuilds, reboots, any of that. They have this in front of them on Saturday. Expectation should be that you cash it in and you go to the postseason. I don't want to hear about any playing with house money or all of this is gravy or all of this is cake or any of that normal type of conversation, cliche-wise. I want to hear us talk about how we expect them to win. Now, again, they're up and down. They're not that great of a team. They're not that bad of a team. They're somewhere middling. But what I mentioned is they put themselves in a situation to get to the postseason. Again, in a season when nobody expected that, you're at home, prime time on a Saturday night, 
no matter what the Vegas odds have done, where it's kind of tilted away from the Colts being a favorite, and it is eerily reminiscent to that that we talked about a couple of weeks ago before they ended up in Atlanta, and we know what happened there. And we also know this team notoriously has been up and down. I wish I could tell you what to expect exactly on Saturday. I can just tell you what I expect. And I don't expect some type of bullcrap Atlanta performance, some type of road Cincinnati bullcrap performance. I expect these guys to come out and to be able to do what you can do, what you should be able to control, and that is on both sides of the football. A, be able to run it. Offensive line, your lone pro bowler is that of left guard Quentin Nelson. That and his group, I mean, even the situation with Ryan Kelly notwithstanding. You should be able to run. You look at Jonathan Taylor. He is 5-0 and in the past against the Houston Texans. Now, granted, he was not participating in that win going back to September. 5-0 and in the past. You sign him to an extension. I was on board with it. I mean, it took a while, took probably more time than what we expected, what we thought, probably ended a little bit differently than we thought. But that's the reason why you do that, is to be able to benefit from that, that level of play in a situation just like that on Saturday night. So to me, that should be a controllable. Like, I don't know if the quarterback is going to make all the right calls, is going to make all the right throws, if they're going to be able to put up big numbers. And obviously, we're skeptical about what takes place on the back end of that defense. But your controllables, to me, are being able to get things done up front, both sides of the football, run it, and then be able to cause havoc with a rookie quarterback that has been so good this season and a rookie quarterback that is not dealing with what, under normal circumstances, would be his full arsenal. That, to me, is going to be a big deal on Saturday. You're looking for the controllables. You're asking me for that. It is both sides up front of the football. If either one of those malfunction, you're going to have an issue, and we are all going to be ripping this thing apart coming up on Monday. If those are what we expect them to be, then you should be happy. Got that coming up. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 is going to join us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Braden Smith, who is a friend here of the Crafters folks, Brian of the gang here. Braden Smith of the Boilermakers, the sophomore guard, the former Mr. Basketball from Westfield is going to join us, I think coming up in the 4 o'clock hour at some point as well. But joining us now, he's our betting analyst. He is fresh off of what was a fantastic getaway vacation for the holiday season. And even during his getaway, pulled off a nice, resourceful mark with your wagers going against the spread last week. Brent Halverson, everybody. John, happy New Year to you, Happy New friend. Year to you. Good great to, to be have back. you back. Cheers. Romy did a great job he for did. you I last had, week. I had a pleasure listening yeah. to the show. You guys did a great job. And and how about those picks? Huh? You and I were right on all the way to the well, end. I, and I Romy, need to be right on because I've been Ro- right off for about a month. You, and you, you yeah. did great. I was, I, was, uh, I was really, really impressed to see that. And then Romy brought the uh, – he brought the uh, the closer out there, bringing that hook on in that Raiders game. <laughs> it was a win-win. The, yeah. the, the Colts right get on. the win. Yep. The Raiders got the cover. Uh, it ended up being a good week. Uh, you know, actually, uh, you were eleven and five. Eleven and five, baby. Now, I, here's the big question. Okay, give me. You got mine. I want yours. But we had somebody that's talking a bunch of junk. 
talking to a bunch of junk on Sunday, on Thursday. He was sitting back with his hands in his pocket going, hey, you know, this is me and this is how I do it. Going all opposite of me and each and every one. His name is Chris Hagen of Fox 59. How did Chris Hagen of Fox 59 do going against me? Mr. Hagen went eight and eight. Ooh. So he lost money talking juice there, right? So you lose money at 500. Yeah. I was 11 and five. You and Chelsea, both. Chelsea was 11 and five. Chelsea, from, from I'm Taylor's. Tell you what. Chelsea at Taylor's, she's legit. Oh, yeah. She was great. What a great hang. Her she knowledge that right she there. had, yeah. she was speaking well. I mean, she, oh, she nailed it. And I know there was a big bet uh, amongst uh, the uh, Taylor's in uh, LaPel as well. Because yes. uh, he went, uh, I think he was two and 13 or something. And uh, Chelsea pulled off 11 and five. I ended up going 12 and four. Thanks to Romy on making that. Uh, Shout hook, out to 12 and four right there. So, yeah, we had a good week, man. It's, uh, you know, and, and this week's going to be really, really interesting. Because, as you know, we've got a lot of games that don't mean a thing. A lot of people sitting. Yeah. Uh, but there's also a lot of uh, good money to be made this week when you're talking player incentives, John. Get the world of backup quarterbacks here. Names, maybe names of the past that have been backups and a spot starter here. They're like Jeff Driscoll, for example, in Cleveland as they rest Joe Flacco. If anybody were to tell you, it's one thing to say, hey, you know what? The Colts are going to be in that final weekend of the season playing for a spot in the postseason and maybe even winning the division. So which one would be at the top of the list first of what that or the Browns are going to rest Joe Flacco. So he is prepared for the postseason under center for Cleveland. That is outrageous. It is. That absolutely is. Yeah, even more so than the Colts, <laughs> I think, right here. Right, I know. So outra- but there are any number of backup quarterbacks that there's we're a, talking about. There's a lot of them out there. I mean, you look at the Ravens. I mean, they're going to have – and, you know, again, you're going to look at some of these, and, and we'll talk a little bit about this maybe the 4 o'clock hour, but these incentive bets that I just mentioned, yeah. right? There's guys out there like Odell Beckham Jr. He has a chance to make an additional uh, $1.5 million with – Five receptions, 175 or uh, 175 yards, and two TDs. He's going to be. They're going to they're get out there playing. These guys go after that for these guys for the money. So you know, you talk to those backup quarterbacks. There's some of them out there. And, and again, we've seen, this has been a year of backup quarterbacks. Not only second string, third string. You look at Mason yep. Rudolph, third string, and he's actually played pretty well. They've got a shot to get in the playoffs too. So it's going to come down to these quarterbacks. And like you say, these some of these games that we're going to be talking about uh, where they just don't have to play for anything. They're resting their guys. We'll kind of walk through that a little bit and uh, see who's going to be standing out as anybody that put some money on. You know what this also has done too. I think it is shown you, and, and you wonder what the market is going to be. And again, this is for off-season conversation. Jim McCann, Southern California is in the house. Hi, Jim. Um, this is going to be for off-season conversation, but I did bring this up a little bit over the course of the week. What is going to be the market value of Gardner Minshew? And it's not like all of this relies upon how he plays coming up on Saturday, but certainly that the, the optical of that is going to be something that people will look at going into the offseason or the postseason, if you will, win or lose. But is his market value now higher because of the value of the backup quarterback and the need with that value of the backup quarterback this year? And has he proven at all that there is a, a spot, that he deserves a spot as a starter? Because to me, the Colts would want him back. The Colts would need him back. But at the same time, if there is a spot out there where he believes that he can play for a starting role, then that may be a deal breaker right here. I like If I'm the Colts, there's no way in the world I would not bring him back. But he is going to be the one that is going to be able to dictate those terms more than anybody else. I just think that with what we have seen evolve around the NFL, especially at the end of the year and how it looks, and then you 
Combine that with Anthony Richardson and the Colts situation and how well he has been in his stead, there's no way that you don't bring him back. But again, he is going to be the one that's going to dictate those terms. Sure. And, then, and again, that's why these guys are playing so hard. And they're, they're playing for that starting spot. They're playing to, to secure that spot. And like you just said, John, I mean, this year, more than any that I can remember, the, the, the importance of having a good backup has really, really been a, been a key for some of these teams even still being in it. And it's, uh, you know, just looking back at it, it's, it's pretty wild. Because you're going to look at, you know, this week's going to be pretty weird. You're watching the Rams. Carson Wentz going to play for yep. the Rams. Uh, Tyler Huntley for uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens, yep. you know. So it's just you're going to get a chance to see some more of that. And, it, and again, I think more than ever, teams are going to look at that as we need to really step it up for next year, make sure we've got that good backup. So, you know, Gardner's out there playing for uh, playing for the future, you know, for so, sure. Brent Halverson, a betting analyst, before I had a break here, give me the latest numbers that we have on the Colts of the Texans on Saturday night, too, because there has been movement over the course of the week, and it has been, as I mentioned earlier, similar to that type of movement we saw a couple of weeks ago when they went down to Atlanta, and then we ultimately saw how that turned out. You know, and that's it's pretty scary. I, and we, we talked about it, right? We didn't know what was going on, but we knew there was something, and it was yeah. something, right? So, uh, yeah, this Colts opened up at a one-point favorite. And now that it's switched completely, so Houston is now a one-and-a-half-point favorite here in Indy. We asked that question numerous times leading up to, and it seemed like Vegas was on to something right there. They're always on to something, John. I mean, they're they're the ones setting the lines, making the lines. They know where the smart money's coming in at. Uh, But again, there's nothing more than, I mean, I think with uh, seeing how Stroud played, he, you know, Stroud's a, he's a stud. We all know that. Uh, And he's got his weapons back, uh, everybody but Tank Dell. So he's got a full arsenal out there. I mean, it's going to be a good game. I think this will be a really, really good game. I mean, that's going to be, and it's going to be exciting to see. It's the sole Saturday night game. So that's going to be exciting to watch. We are at Kraft. Is it Bob Kravitz just walk in here? There's Bob Kravitz. Is it Kravitz? We got to send some folks some samples here, right? We we call them samples because I'm not allowed to say we're going to send you some free stuff over there. Bob Kravitz is here, bobkravitz.com. We got the free samples flowing, do we? We got some samples flowing. Got a great place here, and uh, it's it's now officially open, starting to fill up here in the bar. So come out and join us, and let's try some of these samples. Crafters 146th Street is our location in Carmel. We want to see you all here, and a shout out to Brian for having us. Uh, Braden Smith, the former Mr. Basketball, the Purdue sophomore guard, is going to join us in the four o'clock hour. Our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots coming up in the four o'clock hour. Mike Chapel in the five o'clock hour. Did I miss anybody, James? On the list. I know I did a shout out there quickly to Kristen Airy. I wouldn't mind to work him in. Did I miss Zach Kiefer? Is Zach on the show today from the Athletic too? Yep, Zach's at 3.30. 3.30. Zach Kiefer's got his latest. It's a real combination platter of a story he has with Colts football and uh, a guy that spent time in prison. And if you like the HBO show The Wire, you will probably like to hear what he has to talk about. Plus, I saw him in the press box last week, and we'll talk about this matchup coming up on Saturday night. And then how you can listen to both the Pacers and the Celtics and obviously the Colts and the Texans coming up on Saturday right here and under the umbrella of the uh, Urban One stations we have starting with us, the fan and uh, Hank FM. Going to be large and in charge on Saturday with all your local sports on what is going to be a tremendous day. All right, quick break and we shall return. We are looking for you because the doors are officially open here after three at Crafters. 146th Street in Carmel. The free samples are flowing 
have great food. Bob Kravitz is here as well. Zach Kiefer of The Athletic is joining join us coming up at the bottom of the hour. Inside the lounge, the AAA membership lounge via YouTube Live. Jump on there. You can watch. You can listen. You can participate. The stream, the app, HD Radio at 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Back with you next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of damn nerds. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Welcome back. We're in Carmel today, 146th Street. We're at Crafters. Man, I am glad that you're with us. Inside the AAA Membership Lounge via YouTube Live, everybody. Oh, yeah, am I getting in a picture here? Hey, don't get my fever blister in there, okay? <laughs> hey, Brent, by the way, I got to get to Zach Key for a second, but you were gone last week, so I got sick, right? I got sick. Um, it was a severe cold, I guess, whatever. But all of a sudden, here comes, and I, I like to make fun of it. You know, it's an STD. It's a herpy, whatever. <laughs> it's a fever blister. So I got an STD last week uh, on my face. And somebody had told me, hey, you know what? You, you can knock it out quickly if you pour rubbing alcohol on it. So I took the bottle, and I did this to it and, like, just kept it on there for a couple of minutes. And it just burned the absolute hell out of my lips. Ouch. Yeah, so I got burned lips here and burned lips there from that. You know what I try, John? Take a little larceny and pour it down yeah. your down that thing into your mouth. That way it could just, yeah. you know, just kill, well, it, I mean, kill it, drink it, and be good. I, well, it, hopefully that works because I will do it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I will do it. I, and, and everybody says, man, you know, I always thought when you said that you were really dumb, that that was just a role play on the radio. And I go, no, 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 I'm really that dumb. It's real. I am it's really real. that dumb. And it's unfortunate right there. But we are on the road to recovery. Meantime, he's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. He writes for The Athletic. He's got a great feature article up with his latest. And he can also talk about this win and your end scenario for the Colts and the Texans on Saturday night. Zach Kiefer joins us right now. Former colleague of yours, Bob Kravitz, by the way, Zach, is in the house here at Crafters today. What's up, guys? What an intro there. STDs on the face. I mean, this is why I love your show. I never <laughs> oh, know where yeah. we're going to start. Yeah, yeah. That's what, and sometimes that's to the detriment. Sometimes guests go, eh, you know, I don't know about your STD start with me right here, but uh, no, with somebody like you. I'm like, I can't not, I can't not listen now, <laughs> now that we got going. Then we know that that works. Hey, I saw you in the press box last week and that went over the Raiders. Um, this has been an up and down season. It's been a roller coaster, and there's no doubt they've taken full advantage of the schedule that, that they have and had played through to this point. Um, I mentioned this. I said to cast this in on Saturday night, you have to control what you can control. And I think there's not a lot they can, but I think 
they should be able to value the play of this offensive line and the all-line respond. I think that's something that they can control. I think Jonathan Taylor, the reason why you believe in him to extend him in the fashion in which you did would be for situations like this on Saturday night. And I would also suggest defensively you can do the same thing up front. Those are the controllables I believe in the Colts on Saturday night. What say you? Yeah, I think you're dead on. Like, I'm not going to knock this team because of what they've done this year. Like, they have really made the most of what they've had, right? Easy schedule if you want to argue, but they have really upticked their performance in, in, in just situational football. Like, that's the biggest difference. Like, I scoured the locker room Sunday after the game, and I had not been in there for a year. So it was fun to catch up with some guys. And Moelle Cox was like, man, a year ago, like, we were always terrible in those situations. So – Come Saturday night, that's going to be a huge advantage, I think, for the Colts. Now, the Texans are well-coached, too, but Steichen really shines in those moments for me. And you just nailed it, man. Like, I asked EJ Speed, like, when did you know this season wasn't going to just be like this rebuild, crapola 4-12 year, 4-13, and whatever? And he's like, if I'm being honest, man, it was when we re-signed JT. So that was week four when they realized Richardson was the real deal and Steichen was the real deal. This is why you pay him. I don't think he's ever lost to the Texans. And now there was a tie last year. We don't need to get into that. But, like, this is, this is the dude. And now they have an advantage at quarterback, obviously, with C.J. Stroud over Minshew. You have a huge advantage with Taylor. He needs to go off. He's done this before in primetime games in Indianapolis, at home. The Patriots game a couple of years ago comes to mind. But this is when he's got to shine. This is when your A-plus players have to shine. And I think it's going to be fun to see what Steichen does to try to get 28 rolling. Yeah, me too. He's, I mentioned this number. He's 5-0 and in the past against the Texans. However, he didn't play in that first meeting and that win by the Colts. And what's funny about that, Zach, is there's not a, a lot that you can really transfer from that first meeting in terms of the Colts winning and put it to good use conversationally with you and I going into this Saturday night win and you're in a fair. Yeah, I don't think the Texans are that team anymore. Like, I think they've gotten so much better. Remember, they were 0-2, and they were bad. And then they go to Jacksonville the next week and route the Jaguars. And really, they have gotten better a lot since. And so I've, I've been around the Texans a little bit this year. I went down and did a big C.J. Stroud profile, and I covered their game against the Bengals in mid-November. And that dude just, like, outplayed Joe Burrow on Joe Burrow's home field when Burrow was healthy. So he's got top-end talent. I mean, there's a reason he was like an outside MVP candidate until he got hurt. He's really, really good, and he's going to test this young secondary. But like you saw Sunday against the Raiders, like, you know, Brent and those young guys have gotten better. They, they can make some plays. They had the toughest cover in the league maybe in, De- in Devontae Adams last week. Did pretty good against him. That's going to be huge. That's going to be huge. And I don't know. How confident are you guys in the defense come Sunday? Because I think or Saturday, that's the biggest concern for me because I just don't know if I can trust the Colts' defense. Well, and if if they don't show up front, if if they don't put – people – we've talked about Gus Bradley and where we are with the Colts' defensive coordinator, Zach, right now. And most people say, you know what, he does the same thing. He doesn't bring pressure. And I can understand at times why he doesn't because of what you have on the back end. But I think you have to rely upon how much stock you have put in to the front of this defense. And it's much like the offensive line to me, Zach. The offensive line is a must-perform. This defensive line is a must-perform. If either does not, likely the Colts lose. 
Yeah, I'm with you. It's not sexy to talk about, but you're right. That's that's where the game is won. It's going to be up front, D-line, O-line. And I had an interesting conversation with Ryan Kelly on Sunday, and I'm just like, man, like this unit was terrible a year ago. Like it's not great right now. They're not like world beaters like they were in 2018 and 2019, but I think they're a little bit better. Um, and he said, look, man, when, when Tony got here, Tony Sperano Jr., the new O-line coach, he said, we were broken as a unit. And we wanted to reclaim our names. Like, that's pretty telling that a, that a Pro Bowl-type player like Ryan Kelly came off that season and said we were broken because they were. Like, they nearly got Sam Ellinger and Nick Foles and Matt Ryan killed last year, among other issues this team had. So, I think you're right. That's where it starts. And Ryan Kelly said that's where you win games. And when you have a backup quarterback in Minshew who's not super mobile, like, you're going to have to protect. They're going to have to win up front. That's going to open things up for the play-action game where Steichen's really good. And then obviously 28 as well. So you're right. And then on the other end, you know, this team is what? Have they set the record for sacks in Indianapolis? If they haven't, they're really close. That's a Mike Chappell stat. But, like, they need to win without blitzing. Like, those guys need to win one-on-ones. They need to win without bringing the pressure, like you said, because the coverage in the back end is is just not going to be able to hold up for five or six seconds. You think that – has that been more of the issue – because, again, I brought up the whole Gus Bradley conversation that has been ongoing for the past month and a half. Has that not been more the issue what he's had to work with over how he calls a game defensively for you, or is, is it opposite? I think it's messy, and, and you've got to go back to, like, July and August. Like, Isaiah Rogers gets popped for betting on his own team, and he's their top returning outside corner. So they got Kenny Moore and a bunch of kids. They've got the 27th highest paid secondary in the league, a bunch of rookies and, and like, second-year players, right? I mean, like, I don't cover the team every day anymore. I couldn't tell you their depth chart at secondary. Like, I don't think a lot of fans could. They've had some good moments, and they've had some rough ones. And then Tony Brown gets, you know, he gets suspended. And so they're, they're leaking in that back end. And so that's going to be a reality. Like, whoever's calling the defense, that's going to be really tough. The nice thing is they have not seen a lot of elite quarterbacks. A lot of elite quarterbacks are hurt across the league. Um, you've gotten what you paid for, right? You've gotten what you drafted, and you've gotten what you get when you go into the season with a bunch of first- and second-year guys. And I think the payoff could come down the line. We've seen spots where these guys have been really good. But it's going to make you queasy going into every game. Luckily, they've been able to put a lot of pressure up front. But it's just, it's just how – I mean, you, you just – you can't live – well defensively if you don't have elite corners in the back end those guys are really hard to find they're really hard to keep healthy and they're really hard to keep on the roster because they demand a lot of money because what they do is i think it's like among the most hardest among the most difficult jobs in football besides quarterback is to just cover on an island like what stefan gilmore has done for a long time yeah i i I do i i'm kind of caught in the middle though zach i kind of wonder how this is going to go for Gus. And I know there's a history there with, with he and, and, and Shane Steichen, too, a bit of one. But I kind of wonder how this is going to end up going because there are a lot of people, and, and I, I have been critical. I was critical in the Rams game. I was critical in the Browns game where I thought maybe with, with added pressure, you know, a different form, a different way that you coach him up, you know, maybe you could have won both of those games and put pressure on quarterbacks, you know, Stafford being hobbled and, and Walker just being out there in general. And that could have been a difference in a game between a win and a loss as it stands. But you know, for the most part, you do kind of look at this team and it seems like it is just more 
what you have to deal with, especially on the backside of this, than it is anything else for Gus. But is is this game, you think, coming up Saturday night, is this dependent if if they lose? Is Gus Bradley next season, is, is that in jeopardy of him coming back as the defensive coordinator, in your opinion? I think that'll be a fascinating conversation. A little bit of background on this. You know, when they were going through their – 35-day coaching search last year, which literally took years off my life. They interviewed 12 candidates. They tried to interview 13. The consensus from a couple of those candidates was the Colts made it clear they wanted to keep Gus Bradley. So the interesting thing is they interviewed a couple of defensive guys, right? So if you're bringing in a defensive head coach, don't you let him pick his own D.C.? Like, don't you let him pick a D.C. that's very much aligned with his style and scheme? And, and obviously, Steichen was a great pick so far. Everything tells us that. Um, they have a history from San Diego, L.A., Chargers. I get that. And that matters. And, yeah, I mean, they're thin in the back end. And, you know, Shaq Leonard came back and wasn't the same player. And there's, there's context to this. Grover was popped for PEDs in the six games. Like, that matters. Um, but I think it's a conversation that, that's going to be had. And especially if, if C.J. Stroud carves them up. Like, Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard need to sit down and have that conversation. Um, with all the context, with the you know these are the players Chris Ballard put on the roster. Any DC was going to have to use them um, and figure out like is this the best guy to run this defense moving forward? I think you stick with a four three because of the personnel um, and just the way the league is going. But I think it's absolutely a question you ask after the season if this doesn't go well because they have cost them in so many spots this season. Zach Kiefer of the Athletics with us on the Eddie Moore Automotive Group Pipeline. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. We are at Crafters on 146th Street in Carmel today. Your latest feature in the Athletic has kind of a combination here. For those that love the Colts and have interest in the Colts and those that loved, you know, among the, the great shows all time, Created by HBO. We know that of the Sopranos. I loved Entourage. I loved Eastbound and Down. Um, I even like Hung, and not a lot of people did. But The Wire is always at the top of the list. And you have a bit of a combination in your latest feature regarding both, don't you? Yeah, pretty amazing day Sunday. Um, I spent it with Antonio Barnes. Now, this guy grew up in Baltimore rooting for the Colts when they were there. And they were his favorite team. And even after they moved to Indy, he stayed loyal but his story is wild. He grew up on the streets of Baltimore in a gang, and he went to prison, and he was sentenced. Uh, it was a life sentence in 1987. And so he started to reach out to me in, like, 2017, 2018 with emails wanting news on the Colts. And it took me a little while to figure out where these emails were coming from. He was in prison, um, and he was paroled a year ago, and he made it his mission to get to Indianapolis for a game, and that happened on Sunday and it, it just made his life. I mean, he was just, he was just over the moon. They, they got a win for him. He wants to come back next year. So it's, it's just a surreal story for him. And, you know, we, we get to go to games all the time, right? We kind of lose that, that charm and that, um, that kid feeling you get when you walk into a stadium. I walked into him, I walked into the stadium on Lucas Oil on, on Sunday morning with him. And uh, it was the first time he'd been to a game in 40 years. And it just all came back to him. And he couldn't believe how much was different. Very, very cool to see him experience that. I know, you know, I think Ursay read the story, and I know Chris Ballard reached out to him just to say, like, this was so cool. So cool for him to have that experience, and, and they got a three-point win for him as well. He may be the only person that uh, is originally from Baltimore that kind of held true and strong and stayed with the Colts 
going back to that 84 move. I'm telling you, man, like I asked him 15 times, like, are you sure? And his <laughs> entire family, like they hate the Colts. They're all about the Ravens. And he, and I asked him and he said, look, man, the Colts are all I know. Like they, he just, he would name, he would just name players that I'd never heard of. So um, he goes back a ways and his allegiance just didn't waver. No, that's awesome. That is great. Now, were you a, a fan of the wire? Yes. Huge fan. Yeah. Yeah. So this is probably you probably enjoyed this about as much as any story you've written in a while. I would assume. I'll say this: having having to rewatch some of the episodes where where Antonio, you know, he says this was like something I experienced in my life, and this was the the, the detective I knew. Having to rewatch those episodes for me, that was not a hard part of the assignment. Like that was not uh, that was not difficult. I had plenty of enjoyment doing that. That's awesome. That's as late as Zach Kiefer, the athletic, regarding that combi- uh, combination of the uh, the wire and uh, the Colts. That certainly, if you're a fan of the wire or the Colts, you'll absolutely want to read. Again, from the athletic, Zach Kiefer is with us. You in the press box on Saturday night? I will not be there. I'll be watching from my couch. You guys enjoy it. You got it, buddy. I appreciate that very much. There'll be a great read, I'm sure, and uh, we'll send everybody to that. And enjoy the weekend, and we'll do it again soon, Zach. Thank you. Thanks, John. Zach Kiefer of The Athletic with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. You a big fan of The Wire back then? Oh, yeah, HBO. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cam, The Wire. You know, I, I, it was one I didn't really – I didn't get deeply involved in it. I got more into The Sopranos. And uh, as I mentioned, Eastbound and Down was one of my all-time favorites. Entourage was another one right there, too that I watched, but man, I, I think I'm missing out and I need to go back, double back and watch some of those episodes I missed. Yeah, I do too. I mean, and again, I, I don't watch a lot of TV, do a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of ESPNs usually what's on when I have a chance, but uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'd love to go back and a lot of those shows you just mentioned, you know, yes. just go back and see there's some good shows. Larson, Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. You heard him. It's back. Brent Halver, some of the betting analysts is here. Top of the hour. We go through our final weekend of the regular season picks. A lot of backup quarterbacks playing roles. We'll get to that coming up at the top of the hour. Braden Smith of Purdue is going to join us coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Chris Denary, Mike Chappell, and a lot more live from Crafters 146. And Carmel is our location on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Well, you're going to have to say that. You're going to have to speak up because I can't hear you. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back, Crafters. Our location, 146 in Carmel. Thank you for joining us on the Large City Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Thursday, final reg of the season Thursday for our picks. Top of the hour. Banning analyst Brent Halverson, me, JMV. 
The AAA Membership Lounge via YouTube Live is up and running right now. Shout out to everybody in there. Some were asking about your thoughts on IU last night. It was as dreadful a game to watch as you can imagine because two things stand out. Two things. And one was, I will guarantee you, most level-headed IU fans, and I don't know how many are out there, but most level-headed IU fans Felt that that was coming, right? You felt that was coming last night. What's up, Tommy? Yes. Um, and then, unfortunately, over the course of watching it, you kind of waited for some sort of run in the second half, anywhere, anyhow, and it just wasn't there. It just wasn't there. Now, I can easily sit here and tell you that, you know, what, what you got to do is, you know, make sure you win at home and, you know, maybe sprinkle in a couple of wins on the road. I'm not quite sure at all if this team is capable of doing much of either, especially after last night. And I'm talking about the team on the floor, the coaching staff, all encompassing right there. That was just a dreadful performance. It was. And it, I don't know, you, the turnovers, just this stuff that, you know, I know Nebraska is better, but I'm just, I can't sit here and tell you that you go out there and you turn it over at that high volume rate and you look like that for basically all the game. And that's because Nebraska is better. But that's what struck me more than anything else is I think a lot of you probably were sitting at home going, that's exactly what you're going to get. And unfortunately for you, that's exactly what you got. We'll bring that back up a little bit later on. Brent, are you ready for our large city bourbon locks? Linda Zul to kill the shots. I couldn't be more ready, John. Betting analyst to. Brent Halverson and us on the other side. We got plenty of room for you. We are open at Crafters in Carmel, 146th Street. We've got the free samples flowing, and we got a lot more for you. Do not go anywhere. Our large city bourbon locks, Luna Zul to kill the shots. Next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Everybody freeze. Everybody down on the ground. Well, which is it, young feller? You want I should freeze or get down on the ground? If I freeze, I can't rightly drop. And if I drop, I'm going to be in motion. You see? Shut up! Okay, then. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Everybody, we are in Carmel today. Look at that. We're coming back with Stevie Wonder right here. This is very superstitious of you. Thank you, James. Back at the studio, hour two of the show. Cam's the on-site engineer. Jacob is here. Tomorrow, bottle works for you at the garage. That is a Bud Light Blue Friday. We've got Texans Colts tickets to give away tomorrow night, the JMV Takeover, which you may hear that comes your way at about 7 o'clock. We'll start that on B105.7, normally on Saturday, but so much going on. We'll put that on a Friday night on b 
105.7 coming up tomorrow. Brent Halverson, betting analyst, rejoins us right now. By the way, too, here at Crafters, uh, Crafters is a home base for the Smith family, for Braden Smith of the Boilermakers. He joins us. Of course, Purdue's got a matchup tomorrow night with Illinois. That's a top 10 matchup in West Lafayette. Braden joins us. We'll talk about that coming up at the bottom of the hour. But Brent Halverson rejoins our betting analyst. Anything uh, stand out? By the way, John. John's joining us, too, here from Crafters. You're the mouthpiece of Crafters, from what I have heard. That's what Brian has said. So uh, let's let's uh, you're the you're the face. I am the yeah. mouthpiece of crafters here. Where do we start? Uh, wherever you want with crafters, man. We got a big weekend going on with the uh, Colts, the Hoosiers. Yep. Everybody's in town. We really would like more people to come out for the Pacers as well. Yes. Especially since we're having such a good year. Tyrese, that emerging star that he is, especially with Ben as well. Uh, but yeah, big weekend. Come in, get our wings. Best in town. I don't care what anybody says. Nowhere compares. Best wing. Okay, what's what's the go-to? I've heard there's going to be some kind of wing situation happening a little bit later on. Yeah, Is this so Braden Smith, like you said, home yep. base for him and his fam. Uh, his buddies, their fantasy punishment this year for the loser. Yep. They have to come in here, eat 10 wings, and Brian got to make the sauce. Uh, so obviously he went as brutal as he could. And Brian, you going, we going elite level heat sauce. here? So, man, our wings are the best in town. I Like I said, I don't care what anybody says. They're big. They're meaty. We got a lot. If so. I were going to do that, it would have to definitely be at the very end of the show. And um, <laughs> I don't know if I could make it home in time. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that's definitely one for not being a home game. It's it going to take about 45, 50 minutes for me to get home. I don't know if that's enough time because I do. I, my, my digestive tract is like a water slide. It just goes right, just right out. Well, I can tell you, yeah. when I walked in, Brian was making that sauce, and he had just a little dab, dabble do you on the tongue, oh, and he had a little hill of sweat brewing. Yeah. So. Yeah. But then we got uh, Romy over there. Romy's got a pallet of steel over there. He's like, <laughs> make it hotter. Man, those, Roman, those Romanac <laughs> brothers, dude, come on now. They're, they're two whatever. spicy fellas, I'll tell you that. Two spicy dudes. No, I, I would probably have to, I know there are various hospital sites around. <laughs> I may need something like that. <laughs> well, get the, get the gurney ready. Yeah. Get the gurney ready. Yeah, it's definitely probably not a, a home game. It's, that's a home game situation. For well, I mean, and, and if it turned into a road game against all odds here, I would go across the, the parking lot to... Fresh market and have them deal with it. <laughs> Clean up an aisle would, three. Clean up an aisle three. I wouldn't do it here. I'll have them deal with it at fresh market. All right. Any games stick out for us as we get ready to go here? You know, I think we've got, uh, what, seven games that yep. actually have meaning to them, right? Meaningful so games. We'll kind of talk through. we got a lot of backup quarterbacks, third-string quarterbacks, guys that uh, haven't really played much at all going to be playing for all those teams that are already locked in. Uh, you've got a little bit of pride on the line for a couple of these teams that are out of it, but they're still going to go yep. after it, like that, that Bears-Packers game. That's a huge win for them. You know, I mean, last year I was at that Packer-Lions game. Packer needed a win just like they do this year. Lions came out and played hard as they could. That was their Super Bowl, even though yep. they weren't in the playoffs kept the Packers out. So you got a couple of those scenarios too. Um, so we're going we're gonna to walk through it and talk through it. We've also got a lot of really good player incentive prop bets that we should talk oh, about too. Oh, incentive Big prop Big money bets. to talk about incentives for these players. That's our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, Heaven Hill Distillery, Crafters 146, the best wings in town and great food. John can tell you about that. John, you ready to go too? Yes, sir. All right, cue the band back at the studio, would you, James? Our final regular season weekend of Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila shots. We'll start right here. How about this? Steelers and the Ravens. The Ravens are going to be resting some dudes. Don't blame them, right? Uh, in particular, uh, Lamar Jackson is going to be doing some resting. Um, the way I look at this number right now, what is it? I can't even read it. Three and a half. <laughs> three and Steelers a half. are three I and a half. I look like two and a half. So, I, 
I think this is going to be a game to where Mason Rudolph is going to be the starter for the Steelers. I think you lay that three and a half and you take the Steelers because it's going to be rest and relaxation in Baltimore on Saturday afternoon. What say you, Brent? Yeah, you know, this is that one game, like I said, when I'm talking about bet, we're going to go through all these games, right? But there's some of these I wouldn't even touch. This yeah. is one that, that's got some meaning because Pittsburgh does need to win. Right. So you think they're going to go out there after it. But you've also, again, we're going to talk a little bit uh, player incentive bets. Odell Beckham Jr., he's getting a, he gets a million and a half if he gets uh, five more receptions, 100 and some yards, and two TDs. I think they're going to come out and play. you got uh, Tyler Huntley, who's a great second-string quarterback. That Baltimore defense is still going to be on the field, and they've been the best at it all year. Yeah. I'm going to take Baltimore plus three and a half. This you is trust one of those, it, huh? only Only one of those team game, or one of those games I'm going to take a team that has played for, for nothing since they've already locked up that number one seed. But Baltimore, man, they looked really, really good. Their defense is legit. And I just don't know about Mason Rudolph. He's looked good the last couple of weeks. I just don't think they make it. I'll take Baltimore plus three and a half. What do you got there, John? Uh, so I'm, I'm taking the Steelers in this one. I, th- I agree with everything he just said. Ravens are going to come out. I think they're, more defensive players are going to get uh, revealed that they're sitting out as the week goes on. But I think the Steelers have more to play for. They want to make the playoffs. They got to win. They got a couple other things that need to happen, but... They are going to start it off right and win this game this week. All right, Buccaneers and Panthers also coming up on this final regular season weekend. Four and a half point favorites of the Buccaneers. I'm going to lay the four and a half and take the Buccaneers on the road. What do you got, Brent? Yeah, you know I really like Tampa last week. I think we all, everybody took Tampa last week, and they just, they just, uh, they didn't do it right. I think they're going to get it done now. Uh, you got, uh, and there's a lot of money on the line for uh, Baker Mayfield. He gets a million dollars just so they win the game, make the playoffs. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Tampa, and I, I'm going to go ahead and call this my larceny lock of the week is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lock it up, John. What you got? I got Tampa as well. I don't really. Uh, Carolina's been miserable to watch all year, so I'm taking Tampa. Yep. Jeff Driscoll getting the start. And who would have thought this at the beginning of the season if I were to tell you that in Cleveland, Jeff Driscoll is going to start because they're going to rest Joe Flacco because of their position solidified in the AFC playoff picture. You'd have said... Uh, have you been having what Bob Kravitz is having? Probably. You would have said that at the beginning of the season <laughs> with that. Um, and with that, that is the situation right now. Uh, they're on the road in Cincinnati. Uh, Bengals seven-point favorites. Uh, because of the situation in Jeff Driscoll, I'm going to lay the seven and give me the Bengals at home. Brent. Well, John, we were on a lot of the same games, all of them won last week, and I'm going to go against you on this one here. I think, again, that Cleveland defense, they're still going to be out there playing. they got a solid defense. Now, I know that uh, uh, Cincinnati's been playing pretty decent, but that seven number at home, this is a big rivalry. I think it's within three or four, so I'm going to take uh, Cleveland plus the points in that one. John, talk to me. I'm going to take the Bengals in this one. I think T. Higgins, Jamar Chase have big days as uh, – the Browns kind of take a little light this weekend. My goodness, the Jets and the Patriots, only degenerates are going to be working this game, so I guess that's where we fall in that category. Two-point favorites in Foxborough on the Patriots. Lay the two and give me New England, and Bill Belichick's final game as head coach of the Patriots. You? Huh? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just... Just said that. This is well. well it may probably, be the case. I just said the it, case. This is I a U G L Y. You ain't yeah. got no alibi game here. Again, degenerates only. I'm going to take uh, New England Patriots. Lay the two. Home team. His name's John. All right. I'm going against both of you. I'm taking New York. I'm having them send off uh, Belichick in a proper way with a loss. Larceny bourbon locks. Luna's with tequila shots. Crafters final weekend of the regular season with a lot of meaning and then uh, some games with not a great deal of meaning going down this weekend. 146th Street is our location. We'd love to have you out here for some free samples and great food, mind you. Falcons and the Saints with the Saints three and a half point favorites at home this weekend. Later the three and a half. Give me New Orleans, Brent. 
Yeah, I think, you know, again, this has meaning for both teams, but more so for the Saints. I think the Saints at home, I'll lay the three and a half with you, John. John, what are you talking about here? I'm, uh, I'm going against you both again. I'm taking the Falcons to be a playoff buster. Man, oh, they've been a buster before, too. Just last it was weird, right? So the way they handled the Colts, and then they go to Chicago and couldn't do anything last week. But I'll still go ahead and ride with the Saints this weekend. Here's one for you. Because this could have meaning on Sunday, considering what happens on Saturday night here at Lucas Oil Stadium. But the Jaguars in full reverse going down the stretch here. Got an update for you, John, on this. I just checked. Uh, the line is to, down to five or three and a half. It was three a five on our, a half. earlier today, right. so it's dropped a point and a half. Might tell you something about who's going to be quarterback. Man, I'm telling you, down from five to three and a half, the Jaguars are favorites. That's on the road in Nashville. And, man, let me tell you this. Mike Vrabel, in this type of situation, I wouldn't want to be messing with it. I would not. And then Jacksonville has to. I, um, <laughs> I'm telling you, I think the Titans are going to win this. So I'm going to take that three and a half and give me the Titans at home, and we're going to have some full-scale foobar coming up between the Texans and the Colts in our picks a little bit later on. Go ahead, Brent. Well, I tell you, you know, we, we, the, we looked at this game, kind of like that Colts game when that line moved so much. I mean, I was actually going to be – I was going to take Jacksonville here. Seeing that line move, it tells you something. Again, there's more that, that, than what we know that's out there. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Tennessee with you. And, again, there's some big, big – Money on the line for uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He, might, he has a chance to make, I think it's $750,000 with 39 yards, seven catches, and two TDs. And I think they're going to go after it and get it to him. I think you're right. Vrabel's going to play him hard. Tennessee plus the points. Guys, the best part about this is for, for the Colts and or the Texans to win, and hopefully, obviously, for you fans out here, it's going to be the Colts. But to sit back and then to watch how that goes down on Sunday to the winner of that game on Saturday night is such an incredible luxury right there. I mean, really, you can do that throughout the NFL, but a luxury within the AFC South. I would tend to agree with you, John. What do you got? So I was going to take before I he said that about the drop. I was going to take Titans to cover Jags to win, but that probably means Trevor Lawrence is going to be out. So I'm taking Titans outright, especially with the spread. I like them to. And help the Colts out. See, here's the other thing, though. It's it's weird because we thought that before that Atlanta game, the reason why that number went the direction in which it was was because maybe somebody was injured. We didn't know. But ultimately, it was just Vegas knew, I guess, that Atlanta was going to come out and play in the fashion in which they did. Isn't that wild? and, And we've watched the Colts number move. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. And we kind of downplayed that two weeks ago. I hesitate to downplay that. So... Is, is this going to be a quarterback situation, or is it more just not trusting Jacksonville on the road against the Vrabel situation? You know what also happens, John, is Vegas, they toy with us too, right? They can move this number just to move it to make you think stuff, and nothing's really going on. Sure. Just to kind of push some money over there, right? So, But again, more than not, you see these numbers move that big of a, a – more than a half point, a point, point and a half – there's something going on there, and that's uh, usually it's better to follow them to go against them. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Zul, Tequila Shots, Crafters, and Carmel on this final weekend of the regular season. Uh, Seahawks, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against Arizona. I think this was an easy one for me. I'm going to lay that two-and-a-half and give me the Seahawks. Yeah, this is a light line here. You know, I mean, this yeah. is, it really seems light to me. They have a chance. You know, they need the Packers to lose, of course. But uh, I'm going to take Seattle with you. I'll lay that little uh, under, under a field goal, lay the two-and-a-half. 
Again, big day for uh, if, if Geno Smith, if they make the playoffs, he gets $2 million. So they need some help for that to happen, but he's going to go out there and give it all. $2 million is not a short little cake to take. John, what are you thinking about in that I'm game? I'm with them. Seahawks, $2 mil for Geno. they got to make the playoffs. Oh, the Vikings and the Lions. And, man, there is so much going back to that Lions-Dallas game last week we're going to get into, yet I don't know if we have enough time or the inclination to do it. Two and a half point favorites to the Lions? Or is that three and a half? Three and right a half. There? Detroit is three and a half three point favorites. Three and a half favorite. point favorites at Ford Field. I'm going to lay that three and a half and give me the Lions. Dan Campbell is notorious for just going out and he'll play his guys. Golf's going to start. How yeah. long will they go? Who knows? But man, I'm sorry, Tommy Sutton, but that game, your Vikings the other night against my pack, that was ugly. They waited too long to pull the, that quarterback. Uh, they just they were so far out of it. So they are starting. Um, Nick Mullins will be the Vikings quarterback. I think you're going to see a lot of golf. Uh, and I think that I think Detroit's actually going to come out and play pretty hard. They're going to they're going to win this game. They're going to cover that three and a half. What do you got Detroit. there, John? I agree. Dan Campbell's a madman. I think this game is going to be treated more like a last week of the preseason. Uh, starters are going to come in, play a couple quarters, win this game. Uh, Eastern stick again with the Chargers. And uh, are you getting Blaine Gabbard as a backup for the Chiefs? Yeah. Yes. Coming up Correct. this weekend, too. So uh, this makes it relatively easy for me. I, it probably shouldn't be, but I'm going to lay the number and give me the Chargers at home in that AFC West matchup to end the season. Brett thought nobody would ever say the Chargers, huh? I mean, they're just not even they good. They such a loathsome group this season, have they Lane not? Lane Gabbard yeah. against Easton Stick, John. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join you on this one. It is just an ugly game. I think the Chiefs, I mean, they're, they're struggling even uh, uh, without pulling all their starters off. It's going to be even worse for them. Give me the Chargers, lay it three and a half. John, what are you talking about there? I'm taking the Chiefs. Chargers haven't looked good the last couple of weeks, especially since the change. Uh, I think uh, Chris Jones has got a couple incentives this weekend to play for, so I think that defense is going to win them this You know, week. you mentioned that. It's awesome. He does. He gets a half a sack. He gets $1.25 yeah. million. That's so he's going to get out there for, for one of those. It's not that great. Yep. So I think they're going after You know, and, and last weekend, the Raiders came in with a purpose, and that purpose didn't get served. I still think they want Antonio Pierce to be their future coach. And losing two to end the season probably doesn't bode that great. Certainly you can make it look better. Raiders at home to close the season against the Broncos. We all know the Broncos situation with that of Russell Wilson and not wanting to pay him, wanting to restructure, and how that has gone haywire between he and Sean Payton, the first-year head coach there. I'm going to lay the number and give me the Raiders in Vegas coming up this weekend, Brent. Yeah, you got Jarrett Stidham, quarterback again yeah. for uh, the Denver Broncos. I think you're right, though. Uh, I, I like that Raiders squad at, uh, at home in this spot. I mean, again, not really playing for anything other than their pride to wrap the year up. Uh, take me, give me the Raiders. I might have laid the three. John. Devontae Adams said he wanted Pierce. Aiden O'Connell's going to have a good game. They're going to win this game. I'm taking the Raiders. You don't even know if Devontae Adams. I mean, is Devontae Adams going to be in the market coming up this offseason? He may want Pierce, but I don't know if there's any. He may have a different destination. I, 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 I so think he's, yeah. yeah, well, I think that's probably what's going to happen. I think yeah. it is, unfortunately. Yeah. Hopefully it's out to Green Bay, though. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna's with the key of the shots. Bears and Packers, speaking of Green Bay. Uh, the Packers are the home favorite. Obviously, they have everything on the line for them. The Bears want to be spoilers. Um, and the Bears, I think, can play that role. I just think it's going to be a role reserve, reversal from what you talked about last year happening to the pack. So go ahead and lay the number. Give me the pack at home. Yeah, I hope so. I really do. I mean, that's, again, this is the, one of the oldest rivalries out there. Green Bay has had their uh, had their pleasure with the Bears over the past, I don't know, 30 years, so it's been great. But uh, they're going to play the hard. Pleasure. They're going to go out there. If they can go out there and beat uh, in, in a high note. And, 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 again, the Bears have looked good the last couple of weeks. Fields is allowed to be able to do what he should be doing and what he should have been doing all along. 
I still think Green Bay is riding high right now. Jordan Love, he gets a million and a half if the Packers win. Do you miss Aaron Rodgers? I, I do. I kind of like that guy. I like watching do him you? on Tuesday on McAfee's show. Absolutely. He's a stud. But I will tell you what, if you look, it's scary. It's eerie how, how much Jordan Love and Rodgers are identical records almost to date with pass yards, touchdowns, everything from their first years. Does he transition now as he gets older and coming back from an injury as a stud and interesting to a pain in the ass? for whomever he's the quarterback for. Has he crossed over to that territory? He, he has. Too much a, of a pain to mess with. And I, you know, frankly, I, I think that's what Draymond Green is in the NBA. It's almost like as much as he adds to Golden State, he's too much of a pain in the ass to want to deal with anymore. There's a lot of baggage there. You know, as you see, he brought a lot of baggage from Green Bay. I mean, there's eight guys right. over there, and they're all standing around going, what, Nathaniel Hackett, he can't do anything unless he has 12 on the field. So it, it's hard to say, John. I mean, it really is. But again, scary, like John just mentioned, if you get a Devontae Adams to go over there, too, and you got Garrett Wilson, you got all these weapons, Rodgers can still play. He's going to be able to ball for a couple more years. It's going to be scary how good the Jets can be. I mean, I was, I was a little disappointed to see him go down in the first 60 seconds this year in that opening game. I wanted to see him play. I like the guy. I do. Wish him nothing but the best. Yeah. What do you got, John? Uh, I got the Bears to cover. I think the Packers are going to win on the last second field goal. Jordan Love gets his incentives for making the playoffs, but the Bears are going to look like a really good team like they have the last couple weeks. What in the world of Sirianni has been going on in the land of Eagles on the road against the Giants coming up to close out the regular season? I'm going to go ahead and lay this road number. Just simply put, I, I mean, can you go out as they've been going out here? You go out like this. I mean, obviously, between them and Dallas and the NFC East, there's something to play for here. But they have just looked awful. Made that switch, a defensive coordinator, getting Matt Patricia, bringing him in, which I think has probably helped. But the offense looks lackluster and somewhat lost. This is not a way you want to enter the postseason, Brent Alverson. Not at all. And, you know, again, this big rivalry matchup, Tyrod Taylor's quarterback for the Giants. I still like Philly in this spot. Now, this will be a game. I'll, do a, I'll watch this, and I'll be watching what's going on in that Cowboys game as well because that would be a good live betting opportunity if you yeah. see this, you know, see which way the Dallas game's going. That could either turn, you know, if, they're, if Dallas is up big, Philly might pull all their guys. Who knows, you know? So keep your eye on that, but I'm going to take Philly. I'll lay the five. What do you got, John? I'm taking Philly as well. I think this is their moment to kind of show it. Uh, what they got for coming into the playoffs, I think losing Steichen was a lot bigger hit than they thought it would be, but I think this is going to be kind of a get right. All right, Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna's will to kill the shots. Carson Wentz, the starting quarterback for the Rams on the road against the 49ers. Niners, four-point favorites to close out the regular season in Santa Clara. I'm going to go ahead. I don't know why. I'm going to lay the number. All right, check that. I'm going to take the number and uh, go ahead and give me the Rams on the road. Carson Wentz. Yeah. Carson Wentz against Sam Darnold. The pride of Zionsville or Whitestown <laughs> or whatever it is up there. He's still living there. Yeah, he I, likes it. This is kind of like along the same lines as that uh, the, that Cleveland game, the Baltimore game. Those defenses are still stout. San Francisco's yeah. defense is stout. They're at home. Darnold, I feel comfortable with him back there more so than Wentz. I'm going to take go the other way, John. Give me San Francisco, lay the four. What do you got over there, John? Taking San Francisco well. The only thing uh, Wentz is going to do well in this game is getting Puka those rookie records. Everything else is going to be bad. And oh. Puka, I believe. So the, the Rams are sitting Cooper Cup. Kyron Williams will be sitting. Puka will be playing, but yeah. again, how long is he yeah. going to play? You know? Donald, he's only going to play to get that record, yeah. and then he's going to get taken out. Yep. So. All right, 13-point favorites of the Cowboys on the road at the Commanders. Um, last week, the number, I think, was similar versus the Commanders, right? So I, this is what's interesting to me regarding the Cowboys. You, you come off, 
you know, basically getting that game handed to you at the very end in the fashion of which they did. I think they play off of that. This is dangerous, big, fat number territory right here. I'm going to lay the 13 and give me the Cowboys on the road against their rivals. But it's a lot. It's a lot of number. But I think the Cowboys have a lot of ground to cover here and certainly some focus to do what they can do in this final regular season weekend. Yeah, the, uh, the last week was at San Francisco was a 12-point favorite, yeah. and they got the job done. I think they won by 17. I think this is a Dallas. Uh, I think this is just has blowout written all over it. Dallas is going to go out in there, and, you know, they've got a lot to play for. They need to lock that up. So I'm going to take Dallas with you, John. John! I'm with you. Dallas needs this two-seed real bad. I don't think this team is as good as they they think they are. So I think Dallas is going to win this game, and I think they're going to win it handily. They've been getting a little bit of help. They got a little bit of help last week to make this thing more doable for them oh, with this absolutely big number, that right? big because loss by arizona beating philly for Crazy. something right now too hey the bills and the dolphins this may be the game of the weekend i just dropped my highlighter that's bad news right there um you know i, I thought buffalo buffalo's kind of interesting too i mean they, they're a dangerous team and no question about that but it's just been weird how their season has gone. I am, however, I'm going to lay the number and take them on the road in South Florida coming up this weekend. What do you got? Buffalo, four wins in a row. Uh, they starting to put it together. I mean, they could be scary if they get yeah. it all going. They got the pieces. Uh, Miami's gone the wrong way. Uh, I'm going to join you. I'm going to take Buffalo. Tyree the kills. Apparently get his house burned and well, there's part of it. He, and, you know, he's 248 yards away from the uh, all-time receiving record, so – he could, it could be one of those so things. Bad last week oh, against horrible. Baltimore. Horrible. So bad. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, Baltimore put up 56 on them. Just it, made them look silly. You can make the argument, who, who's going into this postseason looking worse right now? The Dolphins or the Eagles? Yeah. Both the AFC They're and the two AFC. teams in that conversation for sure. What do you got over there, John? I'm taking Buffalo. Uh, I think, if I'm correct, uh, Josh Allen only needs two rushing touchdowns to set some sort of record for the Bills. So I think that's a good play for this weekend, too, if you're looking to like make a little bit of extra money. But they're going into this playoff game. Uh, looking at this like a playoff game, I'm sorry, and they're going to win this game outright. All right, Crafters in Carmel. It's our location for our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots, the final regular season weekend. And we're going to get to the game on Saturday night. It is the Colts and the Texans, and I'm going to let Brent, our betting analyst, further explain what he believes to be the movement on this line. I'm just going to put it to you as gently as possible. Don't jack around and lose this game, Colts. All right? Don't do it. Because I'm not in for this has been a great season to where, you know, everything that you're getting is fantastic no matter what happens at the tail end because nobody picked you to do this. Nobody picked you to do that. My ass. Here's the thing. It's been a long time since this team have backed up some things and given this fan base a reason to legitimately get excited. And if you don't do that in front of your home fans and a win in your end scenario at home against your rival Houston, the team you already beat, then I don't know what I'm going to have for you. And it's going to be an absolute rip job on Monday. And in fact, Brent, a rip job that, frankly, I don't want to have. So what I'm going to do, you can explain the number. I'm just going to go ahead and give you the final score. Colts 27 Texans 24, Matt Gay, the big money he got in the offseason to bring him in is going to pay the biggest of dividends and give them the margin of victory as they move on. And you kind of looked at this. I got Jacksonville losing, the Colts winning. I want the best of worlds right here. And I think Colts fans deserve this type of weekend. And Colts, any of you listening right now, give it to them. I'm not trying to be a cheerleader. 
I'm just telling you, Colts fans are sick and tired of being sick and tired. This is a weekend to re-inspire the fan base, the organization, the city. Don't jack around and screw it up. Colts win 27-24. I hope you're right. I do. And, and I again, think, we talk, better be right. Or we, I'm going to have to rip them all up on Monday, and I don't want to do that. We talked this line movement. Again, Colts opened up as a one-point favorite, and it's been switched to the other side. I know. And uh, Houston's a one-and-a-half-point favorite now. Two-and-a-half-point swing is big. I mean, that really is big. To answer why, we don't know. We didn't know we two don't. weeks ago, but Vegas was right. They and were. I hope that you're right. 27-24. They were. they were on target. I'm having a hard time with it because I want to take the Colts, and I'm going to take the Colts. But I would be very leery watching that number move like it has. Well, I so. mean, if you don't want to take him, don't take him. I'm, I'm just my, – my thing is – I, you're following. It's like when I explained IU basketball. IU basketball right now is what IU basketball has been. That's what they're. That's what they are right now. All right. This type of game and a losing is what the Colts have been. I want them to shed that skin and be. And I don't care if it's a season when the backup quarterback is the quarterback. You take advantage of what is given to you, and that is the schedule, and that is these wins and this position in the final game of the regular season. Do something with it. It's That's time to what shine. I say. That's right. Absolutely it is right. It's time to shine. They've got all the everything's setting up perfectly, right? Saturday night primetime game at home. Chance to win it. They're in. They're in if they win. Then you got, like you mentioned, we saw that line move in that oh, Jacksonville yeah. game. Oh, Tennessee my. pull out that, oh, that upset. Then you're going to have a chance to win. The, I mean, yeah, it's just look at that. It's a home what? game. Yeah. I mean, be kidding me. And the, and the most exciting seasons in the NFL are the ones, I think, when you're a surprise. Not so much when you're the favorite, but when you're the surprise. This will be the surprising of the surprises. The most surprising of the surprises. We'll make it happen. John, I'm going with you. Give me the Colts. See, look, we'll I take the plus one and a half. You're on no, the no, no. right there. Hey, I talked you into I'm, it. I want, to, I want the Colts to win. No. I want to root for them to win. I want to, I want to bet on them. That line movement scary, though. It's scary. It's going to take me take my bet down a couple units but uh, still gonna go the Colts give me the Colts lay the one and a half and get it done you're right shout out to Andy from Quack Daddy Donuts they just brought us Quack Daddy Donuts right there from Westfield that's awesome that is that well is awesome. done yeah. up there right now yeah. all right John what do you got over there I'm, I'm taking the Colts Colts truther I love CJ Shroud I think he's gonna have a good game but I think we're gonna get some Minshew mania some Minshew magic this weekend and we're gonna clinch our playoffs there's some big money to be had in that Texas game too uh Dalton Schultz Schultz, six, six catches, yeah. 250 grand, 107 yards, 250 grand. I mean, they got, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. And again, oh, yeah. keep an eye on those. That's where you make your money at this week is on these incentive. Watch these incentive plays because those guys go out and get it done. Those quarterbacks know who needs what. They'll keep them. They, if you watch over the previous years, they'll go up and say, what do you need? What do you need? You know, they're yeah. talking through it. I need two catches. I'll get you the ball. Hey, old Johnny here has got some incentives too. So I get another preseason. I get another pregame. If they go to the postseason, right? That's right. So that's good for old Johnny. That, right that there is too. really good. That's good for the bullseye folks, too. That's right. That's good for everybody around here. And then to even think about having a home playoff game. Are you kidding me? Don't blank this up, Colts. I mean, I know that it's simple for me to say, but don't blank it up. Don't blank it up. That's right. Time to shine. Lush, Baker, been playing Lux. well. We talked about it. He's been playing yeah. well. He's out there. He's showcasing his talents for everybody to watch, too. Yeah. Primetime game, Saturday night. Go horse. I mean, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show up all weekend long. I'm going to be out. I'm here at Crafters today. Tomorrow, we're at the garage. You know, Saturday, pregame show, bullseye, touchdown town. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be with this big, you know, basically big stoplight on the side of my face. <laughs> so g- give me some payback. Give me a reason why. Don't let it all be for not come Monday. Right, Brent? Absolutely right, my friend. 
Oh, all right, John, what do we got here? Are the fellas over here? Yeah, the the Braden Smith the Fantasy challenge. League getting he ready to go? Oh. look like he's having fun, but he's got oh, he's that's, that's That's the loser right there. <laughs> he's only had one wing, and he's oh, struggling. Oh, wow. I see a little sweat oh, brewing God. underneath Let that eyeball. You. you see that? I think that's hey, tears, actually. Brian, think, we may need to sweat. call the paramedics on that one right there. <laughs> wow. That doesn't look good. Oh, he's right. going after you pretty good, You guys want me to turn the camera he, around trying. right here? He's going after. I like he that. He is going after. You've got to show that. I think, show. He, I think he's realized that if he just gets the suffering yeah. over quicker, it'll be, yeah. he'll be able to get out of here. Man, I don't know, Brent. That looks like he's starting to look like that night I drank too much back in 19... 19- 95. <laughs> I had to think of that year. I right? wish we would have <laughs> taken a, a video of Rome trying it earlier so we could show it to him. Everybody uh, over 21 right there. Is he 21? We need to get him a, a beverage. No, no he's, he's not. No, right. he's not. Right. Let's get no, him a water. He, he don't, he's got, got some water. He's got milk. milk. You better, oh, that's yeah, even got, better. Look at that. He's got like 15 milks over there yeah, right there. Yeah, he's got to stay away from the water. We're going to bring the cow in here just a little bit. I so did you, lose, did you get like last place? Got last place. Oh, man. Hey, who was your first pick? What happened? He can't talk right now. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, hey mine too. I won. Hey, James, you're going to bring Beck and Loser back for us coming up on the other side. Won't you please, <laughs> too, in honor of the Fantasy Football League loser right here. And we're at Crafters, and he's got the hottest wings anywhere. He's going through it right now and, uh, and having a, a bit of a time and doing it. Brian but. made that sauce. You know he's got a little spice in there. Right? Oh, Again, yeah. we saw, I saw him sweating off early, and you then uh, Romy had to throw some more heat on it. So Yeah, Rome I feel for you, man. More. He really did. Yep. Next year, listen to our show. We'll give you some picks for fantasy. Help yeah. you out next year. Somebody else will right? be on the other side there. <laughs> <laughs> the, the innards are getting shredded right there now. There are. Oh, There's I no doubt sweat about that. I love that. That's awesome. It's Brent Alverson. It's John. We're at Crafters. We'd love to see you here with our Larceny Bourbon Longs and Luna's Will Tequila Shots. And a friend of these dudes going to join us on the other side. Braden Smith and the Boilermakers. He's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Son, you got a panty on your head. You drive fast, hey? 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Oh, man. Fulton is in the house. How's my dude doing over there right now? It is a struggle. Back and loser. When you lose in, in Braden Smith's fantasy football league, this is what happens to you right here. Crafters 146 in Carmel. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Zool, Tequila Shots. Mike Chapel still to come. Hey, Jim, hold on one second. I'm coming out there. And we'll also talk with Kristen Airy, voice of the Pacers, a little bit later on. But on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, one of the reasons why this is his home base, sophomore guard for the Boilermakers, the former Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana, Braden Smith joins us again on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Hey, Braden, thank you for the time. How are you? 
I'm good. How are you? Outstanding. All right. So I, I want to get a little background here because Brian, the owner of Crafters, uh, reached out to me and said, uh, get Braden Smith on with you. And I may have initially felt that he was talking about a different Braden Smith. But now that we know which Braden Smith we're talking about, give me a little background on your relationship with Brian and Crafters knowing it as well as you do. Yeah, so like I said, um, just my dad was really good friends with them. Um, knew him for a pretty decent amount of time. So being around the area that Brian runs his restaurant, um, we went there to get a decent amount and just built a really good connection with him. So that's how we know. Well, it's a great place. I've been here for Pacer games before and things like that, but uh, it's always a good time here, and we're doing our normal Thursday Pick'em show here this evening. And, and thank you for joining us. And I mentioned as I brought you on here, I thought that, that you guys and your performance on Tuesday night in Maryland, I thought that was a professional type of win. It's not like everything went right. and You didn't blow the doors off, but you beat a team that's very tough to beat at home You know, in, in, in an atmosphere that you know, will be conducive where you had that number one target on your back. I just thought overall that was a, a professional type of win for you and your teammates. Feel that way to you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, going in there, they had like a 19 to 20 game win streak at home, which was the longest out of any team for a while. So going in there, we knew we had to kind of just go in there with the right mindset of trying to win that game in, in the best way possible. Because last year we we went in there and they beat us there. So having that mindset of just being able to try to overcome that and just try to figure out to leave there with the W. Yeah, and I mean, you look around and you look at this team, and I mentioned the target on your back. Um, that's something, obviously, you've soaked up as being a member of this team the past couple of years. How How is that to deal with, night in and night out, and knowing you're going to get the team's best shot because of your status, being number one, being at the top of the Big Ten? What's your approach, night in and night out? Yeah, I think it's just the same thing for us. I mean, we got to keep it consistent. Um, being the number one team for three consecutive years, I mean, like it's everybody knows who you are. You got you got that target on your back, like you said, and just kind of just going out there and just doing our thing. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just it's just a ranking, and it doesn't matter. It's just really just how you guys play at the end of the day. So, I think we just focus more on that and just how we can get the the win and move on to the next game. He is the former Indiana Mr. Basketball from Westfield High School. He is the point guard for the Boilermakers, Braden Smith, with us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. All right, you're near number two, um, coming off an incredible high school career. And when I talk to Matt, Matt always speaks volumes of what you knew coming in. But I want to play off of what you have gathered, what you have learned and embraced moving forward. In the past, you know, over a year, year and a half, you played college basketball at Purdue. What have you learned, and what is essentially the biggest part of what you have learned to this point in your career there? I think just maturing and learning how how to be a better leader. Um, I think basketball comes, and I mean, obviously you're going to get better as long, as long as you put the work in. So I think just those other things that sometimes you may not have learned, like just been able to kind of be good at, because I mean, usually in high school, it's just, you know, you're just trying to get better and try to get to that spot, that next level. So I think coming here, I've had a lot of good role models and a lot of good people around me to 
kind of ask questions, um, kind of learn from, and just try to figure out how to lead my teammates and just put them in the right positions. I know Brooks Barnheiser very well at Northwestern. I know you've played against him, too, when he was at Lafayette Jeff. And I'd ask him this question last year about when it slowed down for him, you know, when the game slows down. Because obviously when you get into high school, there's a point where, you know, you, you, you get used to things and the game slows down for you. When did that occur for you as a freshman? When did that game at the collegiate level slow down for you? Yeah, I think it was more just towards the middle of the year of my freshman year. Just once you kind of get a couple of those games under your belt, um, you kind of just realize like, hey, like the game's all flow. Um, Everything comes and goes. I mean, just taking it little by little. And I think learning that and kind of just seeing that, not focusing more on like time and all that stuff, but just realizing that, hey, it's going to come at a certain time. And once the game flows, I mean, you feel so much better. So. Job one is you as the team leader. Every night when you step on the floor, the thing you have to do above all else, expectation-wise, what is it? Um, for myself, I think is just to be the best leader I can be and put people in the right positions to be successful. I think that's my biggest thing. I mean, my coaches and I think parents and teammates would say to score first. Um, but in my opinion, as a point guard, th- those are my two things. You play better with a chip on your shoulder. I always said this. The motivational chip is a very important thing to many out there. How well do you utilize that night in and night out to get you where you are? That motivation of never being satisfied where you are, always thinking that maybe somebody may have an upper hand, so maybe somebody's working a little bit harder. How much of that motivational chip have you had to get you to where you are right now? Yeah, I think I've had that my whole life, just kind of being the smallest guy on the floor. Um, you got to play that way, so or else you won't make it very far, right? So yeah. I'm a very competitive person in general. Um, and just when people always like to compare, say someone's better than I feel like I take that challenge um, and kind of just prove people wrong. I think that I've just done that my whole life and continuing to do it, and I'm hoping that the work I put – put in and what will show eventually yeah it's funny you mentioned that too it was a lot more difficult for example when, when i played in high school and stuff to, to find stuff about you that people were saying it's a lot easier for you to do that right now do you use reading stuff seeing stuff as motivational fuel about when, when people kind of downplay your game do you use that at all or do you stay away from it oh uh, yeah i say it's a mixture of both I, I mean i see obviously what people say everybody does um nowadays just with social media and stuff but i mean i I just i try to go out there and just prove myself wrong more than anything or prove myself right more than anything just because i mean i've worked my butt off to get here in the first place so i know i deserve to be here and along with everybody else on the team i mean it's just everybody deserves to be there because they've all worked their butt off to get there and i think just seeing that and then using that on top of it is just like a little booster i guess it's uh, Braden Smith, uh, the sophomore of the Boilermakers. Purdue and Illinois coming up on Friday night. And again, we're here at Crafters here on this Thursday. And uh, family friends would be Brian and uh, Braden and his family right now. So we thought it appropriate to have Braden on here on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. What do you think about Illinois? Illinois absolutely blew the doors off of Northwestern on Tuesday night, a team that obviously beat you going back to December. What, what's your thought on the Illini and what you're going to see on Friday night? Yeah, they're definitely a really good team. Um, they play quick. They're super aggressive. They're a good re- offensive rebounding team. So we definitely got to be boxing out. And I mean, I just think if we play our game and do what we're supposed to and stick to our, our game plan, I think we'll be all right. But just being able to kind of stop them and get them kind of in a slower play style, I think, would, would benefit us most. Hey, Braden, what's it like playing with Zach Eady? 
Um, unbelievable. Um, I mean, just the things that he does. I mean, he's not only a great basketball player, he's just a great person in general. So he's really fun to be around and obviously fun to be on the court with. Now, obviously, you had a great high school career that ended with the Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana at Westfield. How did that compare to this next step you've taken at Purdue? And obviously, the the leadership, the coaching, the guidance you had at Westfield with that of Matt Painter. I I have a great deal, Braden, of admiration for Matt. I I just think that he is, to me, like state-of-the-art as a coach to deal with all that is going on in collegiate basketball right now, the ever-changing world. How is he to you as as a coach, as a sophomore? Yeah, I mean, I think he's the best coach in college basketball. He's just super, super smart. Um, He's really good with his X's and O's. Um, He understands the game of basketball. He sees things that a point guard would see, sees things that I see. And it's just super super helpful to kind of have because he understands it. And when you're talking to somebody that's so smart about something that you enjoy and that you're in – um, it's kind of cool just seeing all the stuff that he can kind of find and figure out. Yeah, and he's going to figure it out for you right then and right there, I'd imagine, too. So, And, and sure. the, the other thing, it, it seems to me like he treats everybody exactly the same, no matter what your status is with the team. Uh, I mean, you play hard, and that's going to keep you on the floor. If you don't, that's going to get you pulled from the floor. For sure. I mean, he, I mean, he keeps his word. Um, I think that's the main reason why I committed here, just – that's what he said. He said, if you, if you work hard and you're good enough, you'll play. And I think just hearing that, like, knowing myself, like, I know I put a lot of work in, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll have a chance at least. Like, And just hearing him from that, and it goes for everybody. Like, everybody's working their butt off. I mean, TK made a huge jump from last year to this year. Now he's starting. So, I mean, it just shows that what he says and what he, like, says just really – kind of just plays a part in all of us. It's uh, Braden Smith of the Boilermakers with us. How long did you allow yourself to go back and reflect on that loss in the NCAA tournament? And how long thereafter did you put that to bed? Yeah, I think it was actually the day after. Um, I didn't really try to think about it too much. I mean, I'm not making any excuses, but I mean, it's just another game. Um, Everybody's in that tournament for a reason. Um, They were a good team and they deserve to be there. So, I mean, it's just it's it's a, it's a game at the end of the day. It's zero zero to start, and they played better us that day. So I mean, they got the best of us that day. The Friday night matchup with the uh, Illinois Fighting Illini and uh, hanging out with us. You know, honestly, I wish you were at a point at some point when we're at Crafters again. You got to come and join us. Would you be cool with that? Yes, for sure. Yeah, love to have you down here. A great place in Carmel, and there's a connection between owner Brian and and Braden Smith and his family right there. So we thought it was appropriate to bring Braden on the show today, and we appreciate that. Hey, tell everybody up there we said hello. Go get them coming up on Friday night, Braden, and we will do it again soon. Thank you. By the way, too, I should mention at the very end here, has anybody ever mixed you up interview-wise with Colts right tackle Braden Smith? Has that ever happened at all in your life? No, this is the first, for sure. (laughs) Hey, man, thanks for being cool as hell. I appreciate you more than you know, and uh, we shall do this again very soon. Have a great game on Friday and a great rest of the season, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You got it. Braden Smith right there, former Mr. Basketball Boilermaker on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Listen, I'm honest as hell, and truth be told, initially when they – we're talking about Braden Smith. I thought they were talking about Braden Smith of the Colts. Um, and I think that's what people here thought. 
until he got on and called during the break. And I said, well, this is Braden Smith of the Boilermakers. True story right there. And I said, man, it's okay. I'll talk to any Braden Smith whatsoever, especially the one that's a sophomore, the number one ranked Boilermakers of Purdue. And that is where the connection lies. You get the connection between Braden and his family and Brian and the owner here at Crafters. That's really cool, though, man. I appreciate that, Brian, for setting that up. Thank you, Braden, for being cool, for coming on and uh, thinking that was kind of funny, which I did as well. If any of you remember... And I know that those that used to be on our message board at the other station remember this. That had all the signs of the Rick Cerrone interview going. This goes back, I don't know, 14, 15 years. The Rick Cerrone interview that I had with the Yankees. And some out there that have been with me all these years know exactly what I'm talking about. It was both, I don't know how you would explain it. It was it was weird, but it would go down in history as one of my finest. There's some similarities right there. But man, Braden's good dude right there. There's no doubt about that. And uh, he and the Boilermakers having a fantastic year. Again, they get Illinois coming up tomorrow night uh, at home and uh, coming off that win on Tuesday night over Maryland. Braden Smith of the Boilermakers with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. And we're doing it because we're live at Crafters today. And it's a Larceny Bourbon Locks Luna Azul Tequila Shots final weekend of the race of the season and we are live at crafters more of me and more of you coming up it's 93.5 and 107.5 the fan raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor come to mcdonald's and treat yourself to the grandma mcflurry today and participating mcdonald's for a limited time Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. I love JMV. He looks like Rascal Flats guy. Got a cool soul patch. He does. And a buttery smooth voice. Oh, yeah. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Shout out to Brandon Smith of the Boilermakers. I was trying to tell you a story at the end. So this is how this happened. Brian here at Crafters. We're at Crafters here on a large city bourbon locks. Luna's old tequila shots Thursday. He set me up. He, he texted me and said, hey, I'm going to get Braden Smith on the show. And, of course, I'm thinking about the Colts, and I'm thinking about Braden Smith of the Colts. So I actually called the Colts. I don't think I told you guys that. and said, hey, um, I think Braden Smith's coming on with me Thursday when I'm in Carmel. You guys okay with that? And, of course, the Colts said, yeah, absolutely fine. Um, so I'm waiting on this call, and Braden calls, and – and I said, hey, you know, what, are you, what are you thinking about this, this matchup with the Texans this weekend? And Braden, Braden said, uh, well, 
I haven't thought much about it because we play Illinois. I'm the Boilermaker guard and the former Mr. Basketball, Braden Smith. And I went, oh, 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 okay. That Braden Smith. And then it occurred to me, and go ahead and get uh, Brent's mic on here. Uh, Brent Halverson rejoins us. It occurs to me that we're here in Carmel, <laughs> close to Westfield and Westfield High School, Mr. Basketball, Braden Smith. And that's who Brian was talking about, not the Colts right tackle. <laughs> had to switch gears quickly, huh? <laughs> yeah. Your mind had already I, I said, prepared for I, one I, thing. Well, and I said, <laughs> I, yeah, I said, that, you know, that's okay, because I had, I had, uh, you know, been kind of going over Purdue notes and, and their matchup with Illinois, so I was ready for it. And obviously, I know him a great deal and watch Purdue basketball, so I know, you know, all about him and, and things of that nature. But uh, it was interesting, and he was really cool about it. <laughs> but I thought, God, what am I doing? And it reminded me. Back when I was at the other station, this goes back probably 15 years ago or so, um, I got an email at the time, and you really couldn't look this stuff up. I think it may have been prior to Google. I can't remember. But a baseball guy named Rick Cerrone that worked for the Yankees wanted to come on and, and talk about something. And Rick Cerrone is a former catcher of the Yankees, right? And I said, oh, yeah, that sounds cool, Rick Cerrone. And I knew about, you know, Rick Cerrone is the catcher for the Yankees. And, look, there'd be some really good material there. Um, and I had him on, and it wasn't Rick Cerrone of the Yankees in the past. It was just some guy in the Yankees organization named Rick Cerrone. <laughs> he was like their head of media. And I kept asking him about games. I asked him about, you know, what did it feel like to catch Ron Guidry? <laughs> And he goes, hey, listen, I've told you three times now, I'm not that Rick Cerrone. I'm Rick Cerrone in the media office with the Yankees. I didn't catch Ron Guidry. I didn't catch Goose Gossage. All right? I didn't play alongside Don Mattingly. I was their media guy. And I went like three and four questions deep and refused to believe that he was not Rick Cerrone, <laughs> just the kept former Yankees catcher. Yeah. Oh, and classic. That, that will live in infamy. And people that used to be, we used to have a message board called a baggery, and whether you're Ravensdale or Greenwood Red or uh, Hooday, um, you know, all of our friends that I've, I've had for all these years that listen to the show know that to be my greatest interview <laughs> of all time. Because I, I actually, it was four and five questions deep with Rick Cerrone, who was the wrong Rick Cerrone at the time. And that kind of brought back the memories with Braden Smith when I was going to introduce him as the Colts right tackle. In fact, I believe, James, correct me if I'm wrong, I think on the promo today, right, the promo said right tackle, Braden Smith, did it not? It, it, did, I before today? We, uh, it did before we pulled <laughs> it from the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. again... Uh, I'm, when I tell you that I'm as dumb as they come, that's not show <laughs> fodder or stick. <laughs> Sometimes I am truly as dumb as they come. Oh, wow, that's a reminder. That's awesome, man. I, I, pull I have that up no idea. I've never caught Ron Gidry in my life, man. <laughs> the front never office guy. Goose Gossage ever. Hey, good Wrong, luck, Sorrow. Good luck to you, my friend. <laughs> the guy that just ate those I wings. Oh, I saw him. I think he's taking him to the hospital, maybe. He's <laughs> waddling out of here a little bit right here yeah, with he good reason. Might have some heat uh, again, our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna's Ilka Tequila Shots is uh, live from Crafters today at Carmel. Uh, great selections. Braden Smith from Purdue did join us. We got more to come with Mike Chappell and Kristen Airy in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, I did not get your thoughts about that line movement regarding the Colts and the Texans. What are you thinking about that right now? Again, I just I, it, it's hard to say if that's some kind of a little, little ploy by Vegas out there because there's nothing that I can find that's really showing a why. 
Um, you know, again, Strouds look great. I think, you know, people seen them come back last week. Yeah. But again, the line opened up at one. It took a couple days and then it moved pretty big. So there's something interior there. Or again, it's just a little bit of a chess game with Las Vegas. Yeah. I don't know. So our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, right there. Shout out to Fulton. Fulton is here, everybody, as I let it be known, too. And uh, my man, Brian, from Floors to Your Home, also uh, showed up here in Carmel today. We appreciate that, too. So a lot of folks are out on this Thursday, and we love the fact that you're here. The free samples, Brent, they're flowing. They are flowing. They are flowing, my friends. And uh, come on out and join us. We're here for another hour plus. Oh, they got yeah. some great food, great staff, and... Uh, and some good samples to enjoy. We got to go after some wings ourselves here too. There's no doubt about. Might that. want to stay off the hot sauce. I'm not so doing that right that, there. That I'll never there. I'll be going to the ER here locally <laughs> in Carmel if I were to do that. All right, bottom of the hour, Kristen Neri, Pacers five consecutive wins, four of five this season over the Bucks. They go Hawks, Celtics, Celtics coming up at home. We shall talk about that with Kristen Neri, bottom of the hour. Mike Chapel on the injury reports and the matchup with the. A win and you're in the postseason situation. That's coming up next. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love. Hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Hans. Bobby. I'm your white knight. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Thank you for joining us. I brought up the baggery back in the day, right? The message board. DBO was in the house today. DBO and son Garrett. They're big time listeners of the JMV Takeover. We thank them for being here today at Crafters. We are in Carmel. Now, there's been a bit of a debate whether or not this is Carmel or Westfield. I have been told officially this is Carmel. 146, Carmel, Hatfield, Carmel. You guys, this is Carmel, right? Somebody had tweeted at me suggesting this is Westfield. Are they just trying to get a little bit of Westfield into Carmel right here? I'll make sure. I mean, I've already messed up to Brayton Smith from yesterday, mind you. <laughs> but I'll make sure. Crafters and Carmel on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59, he does join us. Um, the way that you look at the injury report, I, I guess you can look at it this way in terms of the game, Mike, on Saturday night. The Colts, it does look a lot better, although it, it still, I guess, stands to question whether or not Ryan Kelly is going to be able to participate. Your thoughts on that and then what the Texans are going through with their injury situation certainly seems to be a little bit more severe. Yeah, it's it, it, sometimes it's hard to, to no. Sometimes all the time it's hard to kind of read injury report. I think Kelly plays. Uh, Quentin Nelson's limited. I, I mean, these guys would need to have bones sticking out of their legs to not play. Uh, with Houston losing, you know, Grenard's. It's you know he, he's he's there. He and Will Anderson are their are their you know their outside studs. So losing twelve and a half sacks and gosh, 
15 tackles for a loss and 20-some quarterback hits. That's a big deal. Uh, but Will Anderson is still, you know, he, he's 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 not Miles Garrett or Trey Hendrickson or or, or Max Crosby. He's, he's pretty good. But, yeah, it, it's really hard. And, and they've got a lot of guys listed questionable on there. And I noticed was, who was a was, – was uh, one of the receivers hasn't practiced all week and is listed questionable. Uh, that's ne- it's never a good thing when you don't practice at all. That's why it was important for Ryan Kelly to get out there today and go through practice. And I, I, again, I, I, this is as this is as healthy of an injury report, participation report as a team could could really have this late in the season for the Colts. It really is. Uh, Houston, I, we'll see. Uh, again, a lot of questionables with, with some pretty important people, but. The fact that they've already ruled out their their, their top pass rusher, that, that that that's a big deal. Boy, it really is, too. I mentioned this. Um, I know a lot of people say, hey, it's been a season that you didn't think was going to happen, and win or lose, you know, it is going to be one of those seasons where you look back and look back on it fondly. I completely disagree. This, to me, is a situation that you take advantage of because it's right there for you. And we have seen them – fall flat on their face recently and trying to take advantage of these situations. I'm not worried about the future. I'm not looking at this as house money. I'm looking at this as having a team in your house where you can close out, go to the postseason, wait on Sunday, find out what Jacksonville does, maybe even make greater strides. I don't look at this as house money. I look at this as an absolute. How about you? Yeah, the thing is, say they lose. This is If they lose, then in two weeks, in three weeks, you sit back and say, you know, 9-8 was pretty good with all the garbage they had to deal with, with injuries and suspensions. That That's when, at some point, you will come to that the realization that this was pretty good, nine wins and all this. But no, you're right. This is, you know, we were talking to Michael Pittman today, and he said this before. He said, you know, as a rookie, he comes in here with Uncle Phil, and they make the playoffs, and he thinks, hey, this is pretty good. We're going to do this every year. Well, then you find out, no, you don't know. You know, the future's not promised to you. And while you think this, they've got a lot of really, really good pieces in place, you're going to get the quarterback back, the rookie, him back next year and, and all this. And, boy, we should be a lot better. You don't know. You just don't know. You, you, they can play balls out next year with a really strong roster and the ball bounces wrong, and the kick goes off the uprights or whatever. So, no, no. When you're in this situation, you, 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 no one's expected to be here, of course. You know, Vegas had both of these teams at six and a half over under, and I must admit that I took the under, so I'm out 25 bucks. But, no, when you get in this situation, you, you maximize it because you just don't know. I tell you, some of these players won't be here next year. That's just a fact of life, so – when you get in here and it's it, it's at home, it's prime time, and if they come out flat, like they've done maybe once or twice this year, since he was a bad experience, but 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 it was you know not here. Uh, if they come out flat, then shame on them. I think they come out and you know, play, you know, go balls out, and if you get beat, you get beat, but don't don't go meekly like they did in Jacksonville and even the, the prior week against the Raiders. So I think they come out and play well. And hopefully this secondary, which 
scares the bejesus out of me, holds up against uh, C.J. Stroud because he, he's the real deal. I realize he's a rookie, but uh, they, they, they can light you up if you're not careful. But that, that's what, you know, bring the pass rush, get him off his spot, and make him do things, and then just play the way you've played in good games this year and see what happens at the end of the night. He's Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59. Crafters in Carmel on a Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots Thursday. 146. We'd love to see you here. Good to see you, Sarah and Roma. You guys take it easy. Talk to you guys tomorrow night on the JMV Takeover. Mike, I was thinking about it in terms of this. Um, if there are close to absolutes, and they're, they're not absolutes, but something that I, I think that the Colts can lean on and do right to get them a win on Saturday night, it's up front. It's the offensive line with Jonathan Taylor. It's the defensive line that can create a little bit of havoc against C.J. Stroud, whereas we know where Gus Bradley's going to stand as far as presenting pressure or blitzing is concerned. I, I do think that that is as close to absolutes as this team is going to have. So I guess I mean this. If, if those things either side don't go right on Saturday, the Colts are going to be in real trouble. Yeah, I would rather – I mean, this will come down to Minshew making – those plays we talk about, the four or five or six plays that a quarterback has to make. But I would I I would I will be more encouraged if, if Jonathan Taylor rushes for ninety five yards. He finally gets his first hundred yard game since last year. And Zach Moss I mean I think he Zach Moss plays and I think he brings a different thing to him in the run game. But when they've been really good it it's it's not Minshew throwing for three hundred yards necessarily. It's it's the offensive line kind of wearing down and taking the heart out of the Steelers. And the defensive line getting after the quarterback. What did they get, Stroud? Was it six sacks in, in the first game? Which is, yeah. you know, seems like a year ago. But, no, I agree. That, that's that's the, strength, that's the strength of the team. Offensive line, defensive line. And the offensive line, again, I, I think Kelly will play. And, and I'd forgotten, but he missed the second half of that game in week two with yeah. a concussion. So, yep. and you've got Braden Smith back, and he's been through a lot. I, it's you know, it's funny. I, I, social media is is it's informative, and, and sometimes it's entertaining because people were saying when when he was out there, well, you know, this Blake Freeland guy's playing pretty well. Let's let's just get rid of Braden Smith because his contract next year. And you want to say, you people are idiots. What are you talking about? Braden Smith is a quality right tackle, and. Yes, he's expensive because that's what it costs to get your quality right tackle. So getting him back makes a world of difference. And that's not to throw shade on Freeland because they threw him out there and sort of said, you know, swim. I think he's got a great future here as a as a swing backup tackle. But, yeah, it, this is going to be up front. And that, that's what, you know, Chris Ballard has always, always preached, which some kind, sometimes – rubs us the wrong way because, yeah, you could also bring in a receiver for crying out loud. But having an offensive line that can give Taylor and Moss some time, and if they get some room, these guys are still quality backs, and, and Houston's got a pretty good run defense. Uh, and, and the defense has got to get after Stroud because he's, he's just too good if you leave him back there and he'll play seven on, you know, seven on seven in practice type stuff with you, and you can't do that, so... I, I think you're right. Uh, again, I, I, Minshew scares me. He does. I, I, and that's just me. I, I, 
but also the secondary is, gives me pause because they they've made it clear that they, by what they've done and how they've handled it that they're sort of trying to find things. And when you're when when you're still trying to find combinations this late in the season, it's either because of injury or performance. Uh, but but again, it's there for them, and and this is this is the game where this is how we build the roster. This is how we win. It's not throwing the ball forty five times necessarily. It, it's really trying to get the run game going as much as you can, and and riding that, and then and then make make the Texans play catch up. Remember, it was, it was thirty one to ten in that game early in the season. So things really went well. People forget that Anthony Richardson started that game. You know, it was so long ago, but uh, I, I, it's, this is, again, this, this is where if you're sitting there in, in July and August and you tell Shane Sykin, Hey, how about that last game of the season? We'll guarantee you it's winter end. Did you say, of course, of course, forget that six and a half over under and all that stuff. This is where you want to be. It's at home. I agree with you. Seize the moment. Now, if they lose, it's not it's not a a, a trice season like it's been in, in recently. But th- this is this is hey, you're in position, take care of it. And then again, like you say, you win, and then who knows? Sunday afternoon at four o'clock, maybe you're hosting a first round game, <laughs> which crazy. would be hilarious. No, like, like the tra- trash season, notwithstanding, if they lose. That will be so much like some of these seasons that wasn't a circus a year ago, but some of these seasons we've seen them go out, and especially the year before last. I, I just I just think, to me, it would be like the same old, same old if they lost. And, and yeah, but, but, I know but, this, but, oh, I, I, and I get I what you're saying about this, but, I mean, you're in the best position possible where you are right now. I agree. Just don't be the team that we have seen recently and blow it. All right, flip the script on that. And that's my expectation. You know, backup quarterback, faulty secondary, all that crap or not, that's my expectation. Well, and you're right, and you're exactly right. All I'm saying is that you're obviously a guy who's going to need more than two or three weeks of of decompression to appreciate what these guys have done, and I understand that. But, again, very few people thought they would be anywhere near this position but now that you are, now that, you know, never mind that you should have beaten Cleveland, you should have beaten the Saints, but you beat Baltimore, which still is, is crazy as can be. But, no, here you, here you are. Uh, every season you beat somebody you shouldn't. They beat, Kate, they beat Kansas City two years ago or last year, for crying out loud. But, yeah, it, it's, you're here. You're the, that, and that's why it's, you know, Shane Steichen sort of said, you know, he, 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 he's like Frank. Right with the details and preparation, and, and I understand that. But it, what he says is, you know, we talked to Kenny Moore today. He said we don't need superheroes; we just need guys to do their jobs. We don't need to yeah. see two DBs pointing at each other with, you know, Pukua, Puka Nakua running in there in overtime with with a, with a winning touchdown. We, we've seen three or four of those plays this year. Go out there and play your game, and and make the tight uh, the Texans make plays to beat you. Don't just have where you're pointing at each other. Well, I thought you had the guy. No, I thought you had it. No, go out there and play well. If they play well, and, and then I'll take whatever they get. Just don't lay an egg. Because it would leave initially a bad taste. 
But then I, I promise you, in, in maybe you're, maybe you're March. I don't know or April, but you you will appreciate what they did. But a hundred percent, here you are, one game. I don't care if they can make a deep run in the playoffs. I do not care. Just getting there would be a tremendous achievement. Yeah, and, and to me, there's a huge there's a huge gap between the way that you feel if if you lose about the season as a whole and the way that you're going to feel if you make the postseason. And again, that is for me. And here's the other thing. I've seen the stat, 5-0. and I think John McClain had this, uh, the great guy, the former writer, still yeah. writing, but former Houston Chronicle writer down in Houston. 5-0, and Jonathan Taylor, in games played against the Texans. Now, he did not play, obviously, in that th- week three matchup that they won down in Houston. But these are the types of games as to the reason why you extend and you pay Jonathan Taylor, the reason why you pay the most for your place kicker. These type right. of situations with a team like this, this is built for this situation to me and those two guys are at the top of the list of you got to bring it and you got to bring it hard on Saturday night for this team to get away right and that's why you're gonna you're gonna extend or franchise uh, Michael Pittman we saw what yeah we saw exactly what correct without him yeah I mean I, I always thought that the left tackle was was the guy if he's not out there you got a bad left tackle that the offense seizes up this year Michael Pittman is that guy it was it was truly amazing the game he missed, how bad they were. They could they couldn't operate, and to see him have the season he has. But you're right. This is you're right. This is we've we've yet to really see the Jonathan Taylor give not the effort at all, not at all, but the but the performance that comes with a, a, an extension. It, it, we just have we've, we've seen good games, we've seen you know little bursts here and there. This is a game where he and Zach Moss really need to sort of just kind of lay the wood uh, to Houston's defense. If nothing else, if you can run the ball, I don't know, 25, 30 times effectively, it does shorten the game. It does it does take away maybe one or two possessions from C.J. Stroud. You know, I remember one of the great defenses against Peyton Manning was ball control. Instead of giving him 12 possessions, you gave him eight. Now, you still carve people up with eight possessions. But, yeah, it, 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 everything you say is true with Jonathan Taylor and the lines and all that, and I, I couldn't agree more with you. I, I, I'm still waiting for that that, John, that signature Jonathan Taylor game, you know, where I was 24 for, ah, gosh, what, 140. I'm not expecting that because I think they're going to mix in Zach Moss a lot, and we forget yeah. how good he was early in the season. Uh, so th- 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 you're he right. had 88 That's- yards, I think, on the ground in that win in Houston in Week Three, didn't he? That was just first game. Remember, he he didn't play the yeah. open room. We had Deion Jackson. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's but but everything you say is right. It's it's there. It's it's with all the stuff that that they've gone through again, injuries and suspensions and the Drew Ogletree thing and all that, and so much outside their control has fallen in their favor. I'm not talking about the officials being awful in those two games, but backup quarterbacks. And we we were talking in the media room and we were trying to think this will be the best quarterback they face since who? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, people say Mayfield, but I'd say, I'd say Lawrence are going all the way back to, uh, to, uh, 
Stafford, yeah, and, and I mean Stafford was hobbling around. That was that's one of those games that I, that's one of those games at the end. I kind of blame, and I, I know that there was a busted coverage and such, but you know prior to that, I kind of put on on Gus Bradley because yeah. I mean he was a guy that couldn't even move and you couldn't put any pressure on him. So yeah, but you're yeah. right. That's probably the two guys that would pop into my mind too. So, but you know, all that's fallen in place for him, and they've taken advantage of it. And yeah, they played poorly in some games. Everybody does. Maybe I remember that Denver gave up seventy. I mean, everybody plays poorly at some point, but but here's where you are. This is when, you know, I was looking back at some of these. This is, I think, like the fifth time they've gone into the last game of the season, and it's win and end. And they they had won a pains last year in 2010. They had to win uh, to assure getting in. So uh, this is this is what you sign up for. This is what all these guys say. You know, it's it's, it's in their control and. It, it would be a bad look to, to have a team that's, in, that's pretty much like who you are. You're in rebuild, and, and you, you've exceeded expectations, and they come into your building and, you know, steal your dinner. You don't want to see that. So just finish it, and then whatever happens in the playoffs, th- th- then hey, this is money. Yeah. It's uh, Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline with us. Texans, Colts again, 4.30. Ride to kickoff begins with me at the Bullseye Event Center with bullseyeeventgroup.com. We've got some passes coming up for you in just a bit. Meantime, this is probably better question-wise for after the season, but you brought up Michael Pittman Jr. And you brought up oh, what's going to happen. Is he going to get that extension? Is he going to get a franchise tag? He seems like a guy, and that's just been – how he is, has been to this point. A guy that if you do franchise tag him, right, where most, yep. especially wide receivers, would be very diva-like, diva-esque in, in how they respond and sitting out of this and sitting out of that. He seems to me, at least right now, like a guy that would not behave that way. Would you agree or is it all still kind of a fluid situation until we're there? I would disagree. <laughs> and it's all speculation, but from talking to him, as we have, if they franchise him, we need to have a pool on what late day in August we will see Michael Pittman. <laughs> I think it, I just think he won't react nicely to it. Uh, I don't think he'll come out and just, I'll never play for this team. I don't. That's not the case. It's going to be, I I I, uh, I want a long term contract, and this is how you do it. So I'll see you when I see you. I, I don't know that he'll sit out games. I don't think he would do that, but I don't think he would react nicely to being franchised. Although the franchise tag is I don't know over the cap has it like twenty three point nine million, which is pretty good money. I mean, really. Yeah. But no, he he. I don't think he reacts nicely at all to it. Uh, See, I, then, I haven't heard you know, anything where he has he has said he kind of just says, "Hey, whatever happens, happens." So that's well, either he also, he you know also, he he, he does it said, or or the fact that he believes he's going to get the extension. But he also said Jonathan Taylor put down a pretty good blueprint of how to handle that situation, which meant withholding. With, Screw that ankle. I mean, this was so much more about the contract than it was the ankle. I'll I'll go to my grave. No, there's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So, so he just said, you know, that 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 was sort of he showed guys how to do things, and he got his money. Maybe he'll maybe he'll shock me. And if anyone thinks he's going to give these guys a hometown discount, they're delusional. He's not. He 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 understands business. 
uh, he's getting to be one of my favorite players because he, he, he really – he just understands things. So I – I, will they give him four years, $100 million? I don't know. I, Chris Ballard and these guys have to have a grunt level. I don't know, and I don't know what it is. But that's, that's going to, you know, 23.9, if that's the franchise number, that's his starting asking price. It just is. So that's going to be really, really interesting. We've seen, again, we've talked, he, 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 you want something more than what he's given you. I mean, as far as a total receiver. But how much of that, what we haven't seen, the deep threat routinely, how much of that is a function of the you know the, the dozen quarterbacks he's played with or whatever, you know, six or seven quarterbacks he's played with? And, but, we, again, all he has to do is flip in the, the Atlanta game and say, my value, here you go. You guys couldn't even, you know, you couldn't even put one foot in front of the other. It's going to be very interesting. I don't think uh, – uh, you and I differ. I don't think he reacts well to yeah. the franchise tag. Well, here's the other thing, too. I, 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 do you believe this? I think Chris views him differently than yes. your average needs an extension type of guy here, including Jonathan Taylor. I think Chris Ballard considers Michael Pittman like he does Quentin Nelson and some of these guys, Braden Smith and Ryan Kelly. Every time he talks about Pitt, he says, I love Pitt. I, and he, he, he loves the way he plays, the durability the toughness, uh, and the problem is, then you got to pay him. You got to, you know, you got to pay Quentin Nelson. Uh, so, but th- th- we were talking again in the presser. Pitt is 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 the ideal. Forget positions. He's the ideal player type player that Ballard and these guys loves. Really, really committed and tough and durable and all that stuff. And so, and but again, then like with Quentin, it comes at a a really high price. I think. I think maybe they they just do give him the the, the extension, which will be enormous. Because as we always come back to say, then the other option is the franchising, which it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be nasty, but again, he's going to be absent. Or you try to go to Plan B on the free agent market, and you're going to pay that much to bring in a guy that you know very little about. So uh, th- th- it's not my money, but the most sensible thing is to extend him if you can stomach the enormous number and the, and the, and the guaranteed money. But, we, we again, we've seen the value of Michael Pittman and, and Rick Venturi and I. We argue about this all the time, and Rick wants more, and I understand it. So, so do I. But this guy's pretty good. So Mike Chappell is with us. All right, quickly before I let you go. What's your call on Saturday night? Well, this is a must-win. At least we can all agree yeah. on that. Finally, with me. Yeah, your your must-win really comes up right now. Uh, <laughs> this is one that, and I try not to do it too often, but this is one I make with my heart instead of my head because uh, I want to see these guys finish this. I really do. I, I in our podcast and and on CBS Four, my story it'll be Colts twenty-seven twenty-four. But I ain't putting my money on it. I just, I just, I, again, this is more with the heart than it is the head. But I just want to see these guys finish what's really been a pretty impressive season. I said 27 24 as well. So yeah. that's Ooh. me too. Yeah. 
Yeah, Colts. 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 Oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to live in a world where I got to come on Monday and piss and moan about this team losing this game. I don't want to live in the world. I've, I, Mike, I I've I... lived with it too much. I've lived with it too much and so much disappointment and so have these fans. So I'm, I'm calling on. I'm calling on every Colt to, to do something to curb that because I'm sick and tired of seeing it. And I don't care what we're talking about with this roster. I don't care if it's not the future and the future is bright. You have no idea what the future is going to be. Zero idea. Bill Brooks told me this two weeks ago. You got to take advantage of the moment when the moment occurs because you're not yep. promised anything. And that's how I view this on Saturday night. I, t- I totally agree. And, again, I just think it'll be a cool night in, 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 in downtown Indy. Uh, and, again, this, is, this isn't like – the Buffalo Bills. I, I don't want to downplay Houston. This isn't like the Buffalo Bills coming in here and you got to. Oh my goodness, how are we going? No, this. You guys yeah. are pretty. They're pretty much on even even footing. They really are. Uh, put your best foot out there and don't turn the ball over four times and see what you got. Well done, it's Mike Chapel of CBS Four and Fox Fifty Nine. Awesome as always. We'll see you on Saturday night up there. I'll be there. Talk to you later. Mike Chapel, Crafters and Carmel is our location on 146. Brent Halverson rejoins. Daenerys coming up on the other side. So we had Braden Smith a little bit earlier. Obviously a former star of Westfield, the Shamrocks. Sophomore with Purdue. We have another former Shamrock star in Daenerys, voice of the Pacers. Pacers, five consecutive wins. Four of five this season against the Bucks. They've got Atlanta tomorrow night, Boston on Saturday night, Boston again at the Fieldhouse on Monday night. We'll talk to Chris about that and the largest numbers we've seen in a while on Bally last night with that Bucks game in mind. Chris going to join us coming up on the other side. Hey, Crafters and Carmel, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Don't go anywhere. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Sis Boomba. Sis Boomba. <laughs> Describe the sound made when a sheep explodes. <laughs> 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. I got to thank Brian and everybody here at Crafters for a great time today. Brent Halvers is going to rejoin in a second. Our betting analyst from Heaven Hill Distillery, Large City Bourbon Locks. Luna's old tequila shots from Carmel on 146. Still time for you to get here. I saw so many people, too. If you joined us today, thank you very much. If you didn't, you got another opportunity inside the garage at Bottle Works tomorrow on a Bud Light Blue Friday. Texans and Colts tickets to give away as well. Hey, by the way, DBO. Shout out to DBO and Garrett from the old school baggery message board back in the day off of Fall Creek Road. That's DBO, who did mention Don Stuck. A little bit earlier, too. DBO and Garrett, who showed up here. They're big-time fans of the JMV Takeover. Meantime, of the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, voice of the Pacers, Valley Sports, Indiana. 
who had incredible numbers last night with that Pacer win over the Bucks. Chris Denary joins us. And, you know, it's interesting. I had Braden Smith on a little bit earlier, former Mr. Basketball, Westfield Shamrock, and I have an old-school Westfield Shamrock guard on right now in Chris Denary. So it's all kind of coming together, Chris, if you will. Uh, a lot of fun. I listened to Braden, and it's been great to see what he's done at Purdue. Uh, you know, back in the day, I would have never thought when I was – at Westfield High School that one day there would be a Mr. Basketball from Westfield. But uh, Braden has yeah. represented uh, Westfield so well and so proud of what he's doing up at Purdue for Matt Painter. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a great run right now. I mean, uh, the Colts have a chance to go to the playoffs. A young team uh, on the upswing. You've got the Pacers, uh, five straight wins. You've got Purdue number one in the country. Uh, Butler plays tomorrow night. IU plays Ohio State. It, 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 I was listening to you earlier, and you're right. If you can't be excited about this time of year, you, you don't really need to be working in sports because uh, it's really fantastic what's going on right now. No, it is, too. Now, you guys had big numbers. That was the largest number, largest viewing audience since the Lance return game last night. Is that what you told me? Yes, it was the largest on Bally. I mean, we had some higher numbers okay. earlier this year with TNT and ESPN, but from a Bally-only telecast, it was the highest-rated game in two years since uh, the Lance return game two years ago. So it was great to see so many people tuning in. Uh, you know, just a, a, another really good win. I mean, John, we were talking, what, a, a few weeks ago after you lose six of seven, you're 14-14 14 and 14 just before Christmas. And you look at a schedule that includes at Houston, who was 12-2 and two at home, at Chicago, always tough on the Pacers, uh, New York, and then back-to-back -back games with Milwaukee. And, you know, probably the realist would say, hey, if you could go 3-2 and two in that situation, you'd feel pretty good. And here we are, the Pacers have gone 5-0. and oh, And uh, right now, probably playing the best basketball they've played all year. Yeah, let's start with Tyrese Halliburton, who's just putting up incredible numbers. And beyond his shot-making ability – uh, just just beyond him as a leader of this team, he makes everybody out there better, night in and night out. And that is such a value and a value that we have not seen around here in a long time. And that's nothing against the past players here, but that's just what makes him different slash unique is he has that ability to not only get his – to the level in which everybody expects, but to make everybody else out there on the floor with him better. That's what he does, and that's you know one of the reasons why he's one of the best that we have seen around here to this point, certainly, and the sky seems to be the limit. Oh, and he's only in year four. I mean, you know, he's, he's got the extension for five more years, a great leader, a great person, uh, and, and you can just tell the joy that he plays with, and it, it's infectious with his teammates. I mean, the thing that I've, uh, you know, enjoyed so much watching this group is you've got about 10 guys that at any point can be on the floor in a closing situation. Rick Carlisle has confidence in, in his bench. He has confidence in whatever kind of arrangement he has to have out there, and a lot of it depends on, you know, that particular night, how is a, a certain player playing. But there's no question – that Tyrese orchestrates everything. And, you know, I made a list. I mean, John, you know, the Pacers have won 19 games, and 10 or 11 of them 
are down the stretch because of big plays that Halliburton's made, either you know finding somebody for a pass or hitting three-point shots or hitting three-point shots and getting fouled for a four-point play. I mean, it's been rather remarkable to watch him do this on a nightly basis. And I think, you know, he's very comfortable with what happens if you miss. And, and I think all great players have to go through that. They know that they're not going to make all of them. And you've got to be, you've got to be wanting to take that shot or make that pass. And there's no question about that. And then, you know, today to see that in the Eastern Conference, he's the leading vote getter among guards. That's not just people here in central Indiana voting. That's people all over the country. So he definitely is getting recognized, and uh, his star is very bright right now. It's Chris Denary, voice of the Pacers. Again, uh, it's the Celtics and the Pacers on Saturday. Prior to that, tomorrow, the Hawks in town. And then you got that home-and-home home on Saturday, Monday, with the Celtics at Gambridge Fieldhouse. Chris on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Um, since the change that Rick Carlisle made in the starting lineup, we have seen just team has been a lot better. And, and one of the things that I have loved about this team and just watching this evolve is just how acclimated Obi Toppin has become on the fly to coming off the bench. And Rick remarked about it last night that he's just this great teammate and could not say enough about him. He's the type of guy with what he can do in producing and what he means to this team and then how he acts and how he is off the floor, how he is with, uh, you know, fans, for example. He, he seems like he's perfect for Indy in his spot. Oh, you hit on it. Uh, I did a post-game event with Obi last night with season ticket holders. We were in the uh, Salesforce court. We probably had a good 500, you know, season ticket holders um, and, and Obi was tremendous, and, and he just loves being in Indianapolis. He loves being a part of this team, and you're right. I mean, that, that's been the real key, John, is, is when Rick Carlisle has, has made changes to lineups and to rotations, you know, he has buy-in. You know, everybody wants to be out on the floor, and, you know, most people want to be in the starting lineup, but these guys understand for the greater good that – this is, is at least right now, this is how it needs to be. And it doesn't mean that you won't be on the floor in a closing situation. That's the thing that I, I really admire and like about Rick Carlisle is that if you start and you're not playing particularly well that night or, or the guy behind you is playing better, well, he's going to get the minutes in a closeout situation. And uh, Obi's been a tremendous. Uh, he had 12 rebounds the other night. He's had back-to-back double-figure games. Uh, you know, had that had that dunk on the on the missed free throw last night when Brooke Lopez turned the other way and Obi went right around him. Uh, he he's just been a really good asset to this team. It's Chris Denary who joins us. The other thing that I've noticed, and it's also because Giannis brought that up after that initial win over the Bucks uh, early in the season at Cambridge Fieldhouse. But it looks like these guys are – that the Bucs have been wearing out late in games. And that's not just Giannis who talked about that. But I've seen it out of Middleton. I've certainly seen it out of Lopez. And I think we've seen it with the, the jump shot making ability or lack thereof with Lillard in late game situations in which he's played for the Bucs. It looks like that depth has kind of taken over in this matchup with the Pacers of 1-4-5. Yeah, I think the I think the younger legs, especially out of that second unit, has really been a problem uh, for Milwaukee. I mean, you go back to Monday, the Pacers outscored the Bucks bench seventy to sixteen. That's the largest margin 
uh, of the year. And, uh, you, you know, right now I, I thought that Milwaukee in a couple of instances looked old. And if you think about it, Middleton's trying to come back after, you know, he's missed the better part of the last couple of years with injuries. Um, so I, I think I think you're right. And, and they're trying to get as best as they can to the playoffs when you can play less players and that your rotation is a little bit different. But I would say right now, um, you know, in a head-to-head situation, the Pacers bench is going to come out uh, against the Bucks ahead more often than not. And, and that's that's something that right now is hampering Milwaukee. I think the other thing is they have a first-year coach in Adrian Griffin, longtime assistant, longtime player in the NBA, and I know will be a good coach. But he's also trying to follow up, you know, Mike Budenholzer, who helped them win an NBA title a few years ago. So, you know, there are a lot of things that they are going through right now. And, you know, I think the Pacers were able to take advantage. And I think one, one of the most impressive things is, John, as we go back a few weeks – ball gate, if you will, right? Um, yeah. You know, Milwaukee wins that game and feels like they answered a question with the little feisty Pacers team that's trying to catch them from behind. And we, we circled the dates of January 1 and January 3 and, and wanted to see, you know, what would happen. How would the Pacers respond? How would the Bucks respond? I think the Bucks were ultimately surprised on Monday with how well the Pacers played on the road. And then to back it up again last night and really run away in the fourth quarter, I think was highly impressive. Yeah, and then you know Matherin, you know you look at Matherin, and, and hopefully this is the the beginning of the consistency that we see him evolving into. That that for this team is a night in and night out game changer if he can be just a little bit consistent at the level in which we have seen him lately. Yeah, no question. I mean, I thought one of the best play. I mean, there were there were a number of highlights last night. I mean, the four point play by Tyrese, uh, the behind the back pass to sort of cap it to a miles three. But I thought when it got chippy and Lillard and Matherin were talking back and forth while Lillard was at the free throw line, and then Benedict comes right down the floor and drains a three. I thought the building was going to explode. So yeah, it's a lot of people will say that year two especially after the rookie year that, that Matherin had, it's always a difficult year because you're trying to, to reestablish what you did the year before. But we are seeing him, you know, do a lot more. And, and, and it's beyond just scoring. I mean, the other night he had 13 rebounds with his 25 points. Uh, you know, he's doing a lot of good things. But, yeah, this Pacers team is, is at its best when, when you have somebody of his ilk playing the way he is. Yeah, and we I got to run here in a second, but we should probably remark about the defense because all we've asked for is the defense consistently to be a little bit better. And the defense has been consistently a little bit better recently, and we have now seen where that's led. Yeah, no question. I mean, uh, I think over the last eight games now, uh, in scoring defense and uh, you know defensive rating, they're right around 15. And, and that's more than acceptable because on the season, they've been around 28 to 29. And I think you and I have talked, you've got to be better defensively. You don't have to be great defensively, but you have to be much improved. And um, I think we've seen that over the last two weeks, especially in this five-game win streak. And that's gone a long way to uh, the Pacers doing what they've done. 
Restonary is the voice of the Pacers. Pacers Atlanta tomorrow night. Got one on Saturday night at 7 o'clock against the Celtics. And then Celtics back at Cambridge Fieldhouse for that uh, not even a home-at-home, but a back-to-back Saturday-Monday affair with Boston. Man, it's going to be a lot of fun happening. Chris, it is a great watch per usual. And just sorry you couldn't slide down here. Kind of in your uh, hometown. I just got a picture of you back in the day in your basketball uniform, <laughs> smuggling some grapes. You're smuggling the grapes in Westfield back in the day. Well done. Yeah, we, yeah those, uh, those shorts were a little short back then. I was well before <laughs> the Fab Five of, of Michigan. So, uh, was, yeah. Uh, but, but I will definitely be on site with you sometime soon. You got it. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thanks, John. Kristen Airy with us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Line. Brett Holverson rejoins. We'll close out the show from Crafters and Carmel. On this Large City Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots Thursday. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Bill, I just have one question for you. What color is an orange? Ted, you bonehead. Its color is the same as its name, just like a lemon. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Let me tell you this. Crafters and Carmel is the place to be. If you're listening to my voice right now and you have not been here, Come and give it a try. Did Kravitz leave? Did I miss that? I didn't see him leave either. He might have. He stealthed out he here like Chris Hagen. That's like Chris Hagen stuff. <laughs> oh, is he? I don't know. Maybe. It looks like he's gone right here, though. He's going to stealth out of here. That's Brett Holverson. I'm John. If you've been here before, you know what we're talking about. Crafters here off 146 in Carmel. If you haven't, make it a note and get here and ask for Brian and the gang. They're awesome. This is our first time with our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shots here at Crafters. And, man, it was pumping today. It really was. Outstanding. I mean, that was great. I mean, 3 o'clock, people light up at the door ready to come in, and, and away we went, right? Yeah. I mean, I just, Jimmy left, too. I didn't see Jimmy Jimmy leave. left early. He left real early. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. His dad was uh, So we've him, had so. A, a lot of our loyal listeners that come out and join us. Show up here today. That's always always fun. It makes it makes it worth uh, what we're doing, right? Yep, my man. Oh, look, (laughs) Udemark's in the house. Kyle, it was Kyle Udemark. Kyle Udemark is the former producer for us. This got a a real job, I guess we would say right now. It's funny. I've seen like three dudes. I don't know if this is just the Carmel Westfield thing. Three dudes that look like Udemark. I thought, man, is that Udemark? Like three different dudes, and then he actually walks in the door here. Pretty so wild. You to Mark, the former producer, who was an awesome guy, going to hang out. Absolutely. Well. We definitely got to get that dude a drink. That's right there. absolutely right. We do. Um, all right. Some final thoughts on this weekend, the final regular season. And uh, we're out coming up again Thursday. Correct? We are. We're going to do a playoff edition. I love it. Uh, to kick off playoff week, we're going to be at Parks Place Pub. Nice. In Fishers, right off 116th there. So right off 116th and 69. Uh, Parks Place Pub. House. The mats. Oh, the mats are going to be in the house <laughs> ready to rock, huh? That's right. Now we're looking forward to that. It's always a good time up there, yeah. and uh, and again, not a better place to uh, kind of talk through some playoffs. But hey, we we've got a lot of uh, like I say, good games this weekend, and games that don't mean anything, and some good bets to be had out there, John. Keep your eye open for some of those uh, incentive bets. Just Google them online. There's a lot anything of anything come to mind to you right now. I'll, I'll tell you, there are a few that I love, and it's OBJ. I think yeah. they're going to play him. I, I really do. I think he's going to get out and do some do some action. But you got uh, Tyler Huntley. He's going to be quarterback, so I think he's a good second quarterback. Over receptions, he needs five for 250,000. Over 175 yards, I don't think I'd go that high, but it'll probably be around 50. Take that over. Two TDs might be a stretch. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he's one that I think definitely look at. He needs 39 yards, 
seven catches and two TDs, and that's uh, 750,000 for him. Dalton Schultz, six catches, 107 yeah. yards. Yep. Singletary. Uh, a couple of Eckler. Eckler hasn't done much all year, right? But he needs 110 yards rushing and receiving for 100, 100K. Hey, they've not been doing anything all year. I think you'll see a lot of Eckler. I think that's a good play right there. And then uh, the other one was uh, uh, Matson. Matson for uh, Minnesota. He needs 75 rushing yards. He gets 250,000. That's where you're going to start to see people are going to get them their money, you know, especially yeah. in those games. Now, you know, the ones with Houston players and whatnot, where there's actually going to be playing for the big win. Yeah, it, that's only if they get up and they can scheme it in. Otherwise, they're going to go for the win. They don't care about that. But these teams that are down out, not playing for anything, those players know what they need. And those quarterbacks are going to get them some money. I should bring this up because we will not uh, have a show between now and then. But how about the national championship game? Last check, I believe Washington's getting four and a half points. Take it on Michigan. I believe that's what I saw as well. Four and a half points. A couple things before I get into your pick and mine regarding the national title game Monday is that, you know, you may look at Michigan and the first thing I thought is, well, the Michigan defense is going to be much different than that of Texas. However, when you look at Washington, one of the better offensive lines in college football. And obviously the way that Penix is playing. He's looking good. um, Wow. and, And that offense is going to be incredibly difficult even for Michigan to deal with. Four and a half points. Washington gets. So what are your thoughts on that on Monday I I tell you, watching those games, they were great games. I watched that. I mean, all three, the three that I watched, they were just stellar. They all came down to it. Uh, You know, Penix, he looks really good, John. I just don't know that 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 the Michigan, Michigan team is going to be too much is what you're saying. It's going to be a great game. I mean, I think this is going to be one of those, you know, 34-27 kind of games. I think Michigan pulls it out and I think they get the cover. That's kind of what I'm seeing. I don't, you know, I, yeah, I'm telling you though, man, Penix was zoned up he especially was zoned in the second up. half. He looked and he, good. He throws some absolute seeds. He's got the and time. We saw that at IU in the past, but I mean, this is just a different talent level. It really all is. Together. God, I wish and, they uh, could. The Hoosiers could have protected well, him I mean, to keep yeah. him. And he think, got and smoked I know over everybody there. likes the Sick Daddy now, but man, he, yeah, he, DeBoer there too, who's yeah, doing work, and, and obviously the whole timing of it and all that plays a role. But uh, man, that Washington team—if you love offense, you love them. And part of the issue is with Michigan is protecting the quarterback, protecting Penix. Washington's got one of those offensive lines that might be able to do that. I think it'll be a great game. Lay the four and a half and take Michigan is what you're I, saying? I, that's where I'm leaning. I'll yeah. do a little more work on that one yet, but that's where I'm leaning at. I just think they've got it. But, you know, again, I, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, watching those games, I'm, I'm glad Alabama's not in it, you know? Yeah. I'm glad they, they get too much of it. I mean, we, these are new teams, right? These are teams that we're going to be able to see some stuff here. And, so and that's another it. reason why I kind of look at Michigan, too, is because they were able to survive Alabama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Alabama, when you think about it, should not have even been there in the first place. And I'm not saying they didn't deserve it. They clearly did. But I'm thinking about it in terms of the Iron Bowl and, and Auburn playing that final play and the way that they did and, you know, the end of that game and, and giving Alabama a chance. I remember we were going down to the Kiss concert and Hagen and I stopped into Tommy S's joint to watch the end of the Iron Bowl. And you just thought, man, you, you got to put Alabama away. And Michigan put Alabama away, and it kind of makes you wonder if that's not a good stair step 
to being able to do just the same to Washington in that national championship game. And then, you know, what ends up happening to Jim Harbaugh? If he bounces, goes to the NFL, if he stands and stays in Ann Arbor, a lot of interesting things going to go down. A lot of interesting things. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think this game might determine that, right? I mean, if you get that big bowl win. Yep. Ah, you, you, I've heard uh, uh, San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers, right? I mean, that's kind of the, the, the eye point that we're looking at for Harbaugh, possibly. Yeah. We'll see. Nice weather out there. Yeah. 75 and sunny. <laughs> <laughs> no, no doubt about that. All right. Um, so, again, Parks Place. Parks Place next Pub. Thursday. Next Thursday, we'll kick off the playoff edition. Uh, we'll go through uh, all, everything that's going to happen this week. Again, you're out there. You're listening. You're looking at making some bets. Watch and listen to see who's playing because that's, that's these games. A lot of them – you don't want to take people that you don't or take teams that you don't have all those players that you think are going to do good. So watch, make sure you, uh, you're betting on those games uh, responsibly. You know who's playing. Go out there, win some money, and look at those player incentives. You got that. Sprint Alverson, our betting analyst. Great to have you hey, back, Pleasure, man. buddy. Absolutely. Brandon, have an ill distillery, everybody. Thanks to Brian and Crafters. This has been outstanding. I so want to do this again here at 146 in Carmel. Even if you didn't make it out today. The next time you come into Crafters, make sure you tell Brian that you heard about his place on the show, too. That is awesome. Denary Chapel, Braden Smith of the Boilers in Westfield High School. Our Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Zool Tequila Shots, and Zach Key for Podcast 107.5, thefan.com. Inside the garage, Bottle Works, Bud Light Blue Friday tomorrow. We've got Texans Colts tickets to give away for Saturday. Hope to see you there in a JMV takeover tomorrow night on B105.7. You guys have a great night. I'll see you at the garage at Bottle Works tomorrow for your chance at Saturday tickets. Have a great evening. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.